And it's alright, baby, love is strong. We, we gotta get right back the way we Love is good, love can be strong. We gotta get right back to where we started from. All right, I don't know. Yeah, it just happened. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Uh, Welcome, hey, one and all, to the Three Dudes Podcast. Yes. We're here That's today. That's what it is. Every Tuesday, uh, like usual, here in beautiful, sunny Dave's basement. <laughs> so sunny. Ever since we put up these blackout sheets to try and absorb some of the sound, it does seem just always like we're in a cave. A bit. It, it's not. One would say that it's not always sunny in Dave's basement. <laughs> it, it's rarely sunny in my basement. <laughs> it's almost, almost never sunny. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. I'm sorry. I'm really tired. That's all right. Me too. Yeah. And more important. Hashtag me too. <laughs> uh, and on a... On a <laughs> Uh, uh, on a related note, too, there ain't no sunshine when we're fucked. <laughs> doom, doom, doom. Wonder what's gone wrong today. Ain't no sunshine when we're fucked. And we're always fucked too much every single fucking day. Nice. <laughs> That was good. That was good. Um, I'm proud of you. Wonder, I'm proud of you there, buddy. That was a good was one. Good. Wonder this time why we're fucked. I'll tell you why. <laughs> because I learned recently that uh, the United States, for many, many years, I, at least since the early 70s, late 60s, uh, we have used the metric system as the standard for scientific uh, and and uh, construction-based operations and shit like that. All kinds of um, practical things. We have not standardized it to the general public. We the, the, the government has not enforced the metric system. And so we're stuck with a dumb, stupid system that doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> let, me, let, me, um, let me tell you the beauty of the metric system. It can't possibly be any easier, right? There's, you know, well, what's a meter? Well, it's 1,000 millimeters. It's yeah. 100 centimeters. And a thousand meters is one kilometer. It can't get any fucking simpler yeah, than that. Right. Doing things it's, in tens is beautiful. It's right. and it except though it does get even simpler. It does get even simpler. It does. I, I remembered very, very recently that uh 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 it's all based on water. Mm. One milliliter of water occupies one cubic centimeter of volume. Okay. okay. And if assuming it's like just fresh water that you get out of the river, one milliliter, one cubic centimeter of water weighs one gram. Mm. No shit. Yeah, that's that's where that measurement, those measurements derive. I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop it. No 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 no. <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to make sure that we actually get picked up on here. We're, we're fine. We are. We we're are. Fine. We we weren't. We were really quiet. Well, <sighs> oh, okay. What? I'm doing fine. my job. Just let me do my goddamn job. <laughs> So anyway, uh, yeah, like that's the beautiful simplicity of the metric system. Yeah. One milliliter of fresh water occupies one cubic centimeter of space and weighs one gram. What about one milliliter of piss? <laughs> yeah, how does that work? <laughs> Presum- presumably a little heavier. Salt water would definitely be heavier, I would think. Does one right? cc of, of piss weigh more than one cc of fresh 20 water? 20 cc's of feces into his knees. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. I would think salt water would be heavier though, because of the, um, you know, the thick water. 
<laughs> yeah, you like how the water's <laughs> thick. You know, there's with... probably a lot of minerals in there. Yeah. Yes. What about semen water? Mm. What about jizz? <laughs> you'd, you'd have to ask the you'd have to ask the Romans about that. I'm sure they must mm. have they did some jizz. I think probably they did some jizz. <laughs> they did some. Mom, I did some jizz. <laughs> Towel. <laughs> I thought I told you to go to bed, Plutarch. <laughs> um, Weird. <laughs> but we're fucked because we're not using this stupid easy system. Yeah. You know, a meter is just shy of three feet. Uh, a uh, fucking, uh, oh, man, see, I'm so stupid because of the stupid fucking imperial system. I don't even know how, like, what to compare a kilogram Good to. Good day, citizen. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just did a, I did a yeah, oblivion like a, flashback. A hundred millimeters makes a centimeter. A hundred centimeters makes a meter. One thousand meters makes a kilometer. Meanwhile, you've got 12 inches make a foot, uh, 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 what five thousand two hundred and eighty feet make a mile? Yeah. I, nev- I never remember. I literally never. It's remember. some combination of those four numbers. Yeah, it's yeah. like trying to play prices right every time I do any kind of measurement in my head. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, if you if you you know if you tell me, oh, it's you know it's five meters to your right, I'll you know I'll know what what the hell that means. Yeah. Right. It's. Uh, I also I, I learned recently though that that um, a hockey rink standardized measurements are are uh, are even integers in both metric and imperial, which is pretty sweet. Really? Yeah, that's um, interesting. I don't know about the because there's like there's specific dimensions for like the uh, the radius of the corners, and I don't I don't know that that translates into both. But yeah, it's like what sixty two feet from end to end. Yeah, something like that. Um, and then that's. That's something like I don't know twenty six or twenty seven meters or something like that. Someone must have thought about that a lot. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it was. Uh, it's 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 pretty it's pretty ingenious. Um, but yeah, no. Literally, the metric system couldn't be easier, and we and we don't use it. Yeah, at, right. At all. <laughs> I'm still not really sure why. Uh, I think Nixon poo pooed it when it was when it was about to happen in the seventies. Nixon poo pooed it. You some, say. some kind of faggy commie, right? Their <laughs> <laughs> system. True story. It was going to go into usage in the seventies, and uh, Richard Nixon put the shit stamp on that. Yeah, it wasn't th- going to happen. Thanks, it's, Nixon. You fucking yeah. idiot. Fuck you, Nixon. You fucking <laughs> you stupid toad of a man. Moron. You fucking loser. You ridiculous bulbous nosed toad man. This is why we didn't build you a library. <laughs> Right. Well, that loser. that and the impeachment. Yeah, so, that, listen, I gotta go deal with this whole impeachment bullshit. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's yeah. I I guess I never understood yeah. why we never got rid of it. Yeah, it's not yeah. this country's stupid. Yeah, it, no, it, no one, no one, no one is willing to accept change, even if that change makes complete sense. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Oh, oh, and that fucking uh, uh, ounces, pints, quarts, and gallons. I don't know, man. No, none of that makes any goddamn sense. It really doesn't. You gotta like, you gotta do that thing they teach you in school. Where it's like you draw a big G, and then you put like what four Q's inside. Exactly. You don't remember it's it like, because oh, okay. it's, it's a stupid graph. Well, well see, I know, okay, so I know that quart because it's a quarter yeah. of a gallon. Yeah, but but I forget this all the time. There's there's like what eight ounces or sixteen ounces in a pint. Sixteen ounces to a pound. Yeah, pint. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there's ounces 
<laughs> for weight as well. Yeah, all right. Yeah, because right. U.S. Imperial is fucking stupid. <laughs> no, it uh, doesn't make any sense. And then there's fluid ounces, which... Flood. Flood. Yeah. For measuring flood. Flood. Yeah. Why in the world can't we just... You know what? Here's the thing. I bet they're teaching kids right now. I bet they're just, like, priming it now to just, like, finally get... Re- like... I learned metric when I was in school. Yeah. yeah. We, I guess we didn't focus on it that much, though, did we? No. Nah. No. I was very surprised to learn that that apparently uh, cursive is, is being taught less and less in schools. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. No. Nah. I don't think we don't, they teach it at all anymore. We don't need it. Yeah. It's not... We don't particularly need it, but it's... I mean, when you got when you got to come up with a signature as, yeah. you, as you get older, it's good to have something that actually looks nice. Yeah. Well, know? I mean, that's the thing. The only time you ever really needed an adult life is... Signing a signing check. Your, signing a check, which yeah. is also getting phased out. <laughs> right. So, right. <laughs> but I can't wait till I'm like 90 and I can write suck my dick on a piece of paper and hold it up to a crowd and nobody knows what the fuck that is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a big, flourished, giant suck my dick. You're already farther <laughs> than I can get because I don't remember any cursive. Right. I don't remember none of it. I remember the whole alphabet. I, I could, remember my name. I had yeah. to look up when I was making that uh, that image thing for that set. I, I fucked up the I. I had to remember. I had to remind myself. I had to Google how to make an I in cursive, a capital I. Hmm. Um, well, you have an I in your name. Uh, not a capital I. Oh, the capital. The oh, capital. It's, it's the yeah. stupid little like hooky. Also, that it doesn't even show up in my. If you look at my signature, it's just a big B followed by like a like squiggle. Like, line. Yeah, a, a, a short squiggle right. and a low sweeping thing for the J, and then a long squiggle. <laughs> See, I, I and then an R followed by several long. Squiggles. I found a way to make it even more simple. I don't yeah. even write Chris anymore. Whenever yeah. I sign my name, I just do this. Oh, so you just do a C, C with a little dashy guy. C with a period and then a B and then a bunch of little squiggly lines with a little tail. Yeah. It's a good looking signature. This is, fair, this is fairly common for mine. Oh, okay. It's very sloppy. Right. You guys want to see how I sign things anymore? Where, yeah, but you recognize it. You, you know, know those right. electronic displays where you got to sign something? You want to see what my signature is? Mm. It's this. It's just one B. <laughs> you give him the D. One, just one, a cursive D. D. <laughs> That's all I do. So here's yeah. the thing. I know if I ever have to prove that I didn't sign a le- That's le- it. That's it. Right. Like if, if if it has my full name, I know I didn't sign it because right. I, I don't. That's why I do the thing with the, the capital D. Because if I ever come across that, I'll go, I didn't write that. I don't write my name. Yeah. Right. I just, <laughs> I just sign like a big giant cursive D and move on. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because who the fuck has time for any of this shit? Nobody. <laughs> all you, all, really, all you have to do is make a mark on the page. Yeah, right. I was always taught when I was younger that, no, you have to sign your full name. That's not true. You just have to make a mark on the no. page that you read. The whole, entire point of the signature is to put a legal binding mark on it so they can they can tell in court if it's actually you who signs it yeah yeah you can draw a wiener with with little dribbles coming out of it and that's your signature yeah if you do it every time that's your signature yeah and that yeah that's the other thing if you if you can't read you if as long as you can make some kind of identifying mark that counts as a signature i just drew the pointiest penis ever we didn't uh, you know (laughs) that's where like signet rings come from you know that's that was kind of your own personal signatures you know when you stamped a, a, a wax seal yeah that's you know it's a really smart idea. I should yeah. just get a signet like, ring. Widespread literacy is actually a fairly recent thing, yeah. too, which is which is also notable. Yeah. Um, oh, man, God. you Don't are tired. Don't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be uh, oh, I'm so tired. Chris, why are we fucked? Uh, we're fucked because uh, 
People are fucking entitled douchebags, and they think the world revolves around them. That's yeah. true. Let me let me let me explain. That's true. But can we talk about me first? No, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is all about me. Oh, okay. Um, so I moved this week, mm-hmm. um, two hundred and fifty feet away. I, I have uh, <laughs> Trisha and I moved in together. Um, so we just got our couch today, and but, you know. Anyway, I digress. Um, I've been selling off some stuff on the Facebook buy, sell, trade page, yeah. which actually is a really good addition. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg, for that. <laughs> you reptilian Thanks, scum. Thank you, Zuck. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, I've been selling stuff off, and I, I sold that uh, the little... So here, here's the fucking kicker. I put that, that stupid little craft cart that your, your ex gave me yes. all those years ago. I sold it on the Facebook buy, sell, trade page. Okay. For 10... Or for... Um, Ten, you know what? It wasn't. It wasn't that. It was the TV. Trisha had this little twenty-two inch Polaroid TV that weighs about as much as this table. <laughs> it's a widescreen TV, oh, but it's God. really heavy and old. Really? Yeah, and it's an HD TV. I listed it for twenty. She's like, nobody's gonna buy that. I'm like, yeah. she was just gonna throw it out. And I'm like, just let me, just let me. Sure. Um, I sold it for twenty-five bucks, um, and I had it up on the listing, and somebody personal messaged me about it, and they were the first ones to personal message me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah, sure, twenty five bucks. And they're like, oh, do you mind taking it over so we could plug it in and check it out? I tested it, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. Um, then, like the shortly after that, I got that message. I went back on to market as sold, and I did. And then I got, uh, I, you know, all these, all these, they, they, like it goes in the thread. Um, I got the personal message, and then I got a bunch of people commenting on the thread there that was like, I, "I'm interested in this." Yeah, I'm interested next in, in line, all but, that right. Shit. But I, like, it's already done. Like, somebody already <coughs> messaged me, and I already, you know, marked it as sold. And then the next day, the the first, all right, listen, man, <laughs> <laughs> the, the first the 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 first bitch who commented on it, okay. um, I got a message from her the next day. She's like, "Is this still available?" And I'm like, "No, I'm sorry, it's it's not. I sold it." And she's like, "Well." Uh, she, we're, we're on Facebook Messenger. She's like, "Well, uh, I was the first one who commented on it. Commented on that." And I said, <laughs> "Okay." And she's like, "Well, it just doesn't seem very fair." And I'm thinking, like, "Bitch, <laughs> it's like it's my TV. I'll sell it." You know, yeah, and I'm like, "Who the fuck who cares? Who fucking care? This line that you have constructed right. only only actually exists if I believe in it." <laughs> she's like, "Well, I just don't think it's really fair." And I'm like, "All right." Don't be an asshole to this, to this lady. Right. Oh, you want me to go buy you a right, TV? Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I said, he's, he's, I, I thought I was real diplomatic here because this is normally not what I would do. Right. I was like, well, I'm really sorry you feel that way, but someone actually, uh, someone actually private messaged me, you know, right after it went up online. And then if you see, it, it got marked and sold like right after that. Yeah. And then she messaged me back. She's like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem very fair to me. And then I was done being nice. So I just put dot, dot, dot. I don't care what you think. (laughs) And then I blocked her. But it's like, it's the fucking like lady. Like, are you that desperate for this old shitty TV that I'm selling for 25 bucks? Somebody else is going to sell an old shitty TV for 25 bucks. Yes, that happens all the time. Every five minutes. We were looking for couches. I saw four today. That are just, you what's, know what I mean? What's really amazing is, like, if she really fucking wanted it that badly, offer 30. Yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Say, exactly. <laughs> like, Why? You, you can't just say, like, like oh, well, that doesn't seem fair. I really wanted it. And then not just go, 
How about I give you? How about I give you thirty for it? Yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> like, don't 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 fucking cheap out. Right. You know, don't if you don't want to bad, fucking do something about it. <laughs> right. Uh, it's just fucking. It just pissed me off. It's like the the level of entitlement there. Yeah. It's just like, God, I I get it. I'm sorry you didn't get your fucking shitty TV that I don't want. That is my garbage. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, my garbage right. wasn't available get, for you. Just go. Like, if you want a TV under fifty bucks, they're all over the place on that group. Yeah. All over the place. Yeah. That was just something we were getting rid of. I probably could have got 40 for it, but I didn't want to like sit there and wait for somebody to take it. Yeah. I just wanted it to go real fast, and it did. Yeah. So it's like, ah, it's just, it's fucking frustrating, man. It's these people who, like, it's just like, I, and I don't have to fucking sell it to you. It's mine. Like, it's in my <laughs> possession. Yeah. Even if you were first in line, I, I could, technically, I could just go, no. Nah. <laughs> I don't think you're quite right. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you could you could look at that and go. I'm only looking for people who are second in line. <laughs> I could, you right. could. Why, why the fuck not? Why well, I, don't go think, to the... I don't think that's very fair. I don't really care what you think. <laughs> why why not go to the bottom? It's actually person? perfectly fair. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Just, <laughs> considering or, or, that none of this is yours, this not, is not only is she entitled, she's wrong. Right, yeah, right, right. It's perfectly fair, actually. Right. <laughs> she wasn't the first. And the thing is, like, if you're first, I was gonna get. I put on there first twenty five bucks takes it. Sure. This lady yeah. messaged me. She's like, hey, uh, is this available? And I'm like, you're the first person who messaged me. When do you want it? You know? That is the fairest thing. First 25 yeah. bucks. Right. Yeah. She I had 25 bucks. Let's do this. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. You know, it's not the first 25 bucks who also posts publicly and also feels right. it's fair. Right. So that's the thing. It's not not only is it actually fair, but she's actually wrong about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. like, even if I decided I don't want to sell this to you for whatever reason... That's well within my right to do that. Oh, yeah. Because it's not your TV. It's my TV. <laughs> it's not your TV. I could look at you and go, no, you look like a cunt. I don't want to. <laughs> I really don't want to sell this to you. Yeah. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I didn't look at her picture and assume that. But now now I know. Yeah. Well, now you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, it's just, it's just annoying. It's just fucking. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. The vast majority of the experiences I've had with buy, sell, trade shit have been very straightforward. Yeah. Right. Very simple. simple. Quick and to the point. And when someone else gets it, you don't get to complain. You go, oh, shucks. My mistake. Mm. I didn't message you sooner. Sorry. <laughs> yes. I, look, I, I even drove the fucking thing over so these guys could make sure it works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's... <laughs> you know what I wish you did instead, though? <laughs> you know what you gotta do. You know what you gotta do. You know what I wish you did was if you had told those other people, no, you know what, that's fine. Uh, actually, I already have a buyer. And then you got in touch with her, and you brought it to her house, and you showed her it all worked. Yeah. And then you just take a sledgehammer through the center of it and leave it yep. in her goddamn driveway. Just a, just a ball peen, just... <laughs> goo, goo, goo. Here you go. Here you go. You can have it for free. Deal's <laughs> off. I don't want it anymore. This is my garbage. I have altered the deal. Pray I don't alter it further. God, I have another TV on my porch if you want to get in touch with this woman. Just, oh, really? Yeah, right. Yeah. Really? Seriously? Yes, an outdoor TV that doesn't work. Oh. Just... Take it to her place yep. and smash it. I, here I have a Sunbright TV that doesn't work. <laughs> How first, much will you give me for this? First 25 bucks takes it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Anywho. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> well, I will tell you why I think we are fucked, which is I am escalating. 
I'm I, I am now seeing holistically McDouble Watch oh, was man. very narrow. McDouble Watch was narrow in focus. I believe there are more perpetrators. Double watch. Three, 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 three dudes make double update. Fucking <laughs> what? Here's Updating the- you on the McDouble. <laughs> I got a new, I got someone else on my shit list this week. Uh-oh. And Chris, I already told you about this because it made me so goddamn angry. Uh-oh. But let me start by saying this. When I envision a Pizza Hut pizza. Mm, oh god! No, oh, not Pizza yeah. Hut. When I envision a Pizza Hut pizza, what do what do you picture the crust looking like? The Just one in the, the commercial, the platonic form of Pizza Hut. What is it? To the you? one, the one that they show me in every commercial. Yes, it's the one that's about a half an inch to three quarters right. inch thick. Yeah, with the gooey, greasy kind of like crispy bottom. The right. perfect, the uh, the uh, the pan crust is is the platonic form of Pizza Hut. Standard size crust. That now costs a dollar extra at every Pizza Hut. Boo hiss. Boo fucking hiss. A dollar extra? Yes. The the ordinary what? plain old base offering crust now costs you an extra buck when you order through the Pizza Hut app. Look it up right now. I, I encourage you to look it up right That's now. That's terrible. It's fucking garbage. Now, I believe this to be nationwide, but I'm not sure. I looked this up in Akron. Oh, it, it better be. True. Otherwise, it's worse. <laughs> I, yeah, right. Right, yeah. So it, it, it's, it was the case with the Pizza Hut that I looked at in Akron, and then when I put in my own address and found the local Pizza Hut here, I, I pulled it up, and it was the same deal. It was a dollar extra for the pan crust, the basic crust, the crust they've been giving us fucking for the base rate for how many years now so only now the only ones you can get without paying extra are the what the hand tossed which is basically a thin crust or the thin crust which is definitely a thin crust listen you only need three kinds of crusts at pizza hut that's right the traditional the thin and the stuffed yes the end that's all there is we don't need any of these other crusts yeah I'll take the pretzel. I'll take the pretzel crust kind of thing, like, like a the, promotion. The, well, I mean, I'd like you know, take the crust and put the extra kind of things on yeah, it. You sure, know, whatever. But basically, there's three forms of crust. Right, thin, normal, and just, what is in there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, thin, normal, and huh? <laughs> the thin, the normal, thin, normal and the, is oh, that shit. cheese? Oh shit! Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I am escalating. I think I need uh-huh. to take this. I think I need to take this whole thing to the. That's bullshit. To the top. Pizza really. Hut crust watch. Pizza Hut crust watch. It's a three dudes extravaganza. It pisses me off. That is. It's fucking annoying. It's infuriating. Do you have confirmation, Ben? Do you have eyes on this crust situation? I I don't. But I I I believe it. Yeah, that's terrible. I'm gonna I'm gonna verify this at some point here during the show. I'll start now, and I will find out later. But that's infuriating. It's it's insane. How many? How long now have they been giving us that crust? Listen, I'm willing to pay. An extra two dollars for stuffed crust. Yeah, I am not willing to pay an extra dollar for normal pizza crust. Absolutely fucking not. And I will tell you, I already took this to the top. I already filed. <laughs> I was so angry when I saw this. I immediately looked for the contact us page because I'm going. I'm going to give them a piece. You know, we're we're mind. just turning into the previous generation <laughs> at this point. Exactly. Isn't that you can, weird. <laughs> you can see the transition. Right. Of, you know, like, millennials becoming boomers. Right. <laughs> it's like, well, I remember when this crust was just the only crust, and it was fine. Right. Nah, 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 I don't like it. 
Um, oh, God. So, you know, at, at risk of sounding like a really old, <laughs> very cranky son of a bitch. Here it is. I have it in front of me. Original pan pizza, $1 more. Hand-tossed and thin and crispy, free, or basically included. Original stuffed crust, $2 more. No, why wouldn't you spend the extra dollar, right? Yeah, right, exactly. The thing is, that's the only one I actually want. Right, right, right. <laughs> Once in a blue moon, I want a thin crust pizza, but I know I'm getting almost no pizza right. when I do you're it. Getting, you're, getting, uh, you're getting spaghetti with no spaghetti. You're getting a yeah. popper's pizza. Right. Yeah, I'm getting, exactly, I'm getting the popper's pizza. <laughs> I'm getting a very poor pizza. You're getting a Ritz with some sauce on I'm it. Get, yeah, exactly. A soda cracker, some sauce, a dollop of cheese, and whatever kind of meat. You're basically a, you're uh, getting a cooked lunchable. Just a, a sheet of cardboard with some ketchup on it. <laughs> they take that tombstone packet, they squeeze it over the middle of it, right. and they call it done. Right. And I know, I know. Oh yeah. Oh, like that semi that semi translucent sauce that comes yeah. with like the lunchables pizza. Yeah. That's it, it's you not see, even tomato you based. Spread with, like, you spread it with like that red plastic thing. Yep. <laughs> just rub it around. And yeah. then the cheese, cheese, <laughs> cheese. It's not cheese. really cheese, just the curds of old milk. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, just, uh. just leftover garbage they stuff in a packet for kids. And so and a crunch bar <laughs> and a crunch bar. So well, yeah, get that Capri Sun, homie. The the expensive ones come with the Capri Sun. The good ones. And they if, used to all come with uh, Capri right. Suns. I know. Let's be honest here. I say if your mom loves you, she's buying you the one with the Capri Sun. <laughs> yeah. if your mom doesn't love you, she's getting you like I don't know milk or something. Yeah. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up with milk. Man, I like milk. I like milk. Yeah, so I still love milk. Pizza Hut is on my shit list. They have joined McDonald's. I have yet to hear back from a from a, a person who read my email, <laughs> an official source. Yeah, but I did get the confirmation that that customer service received my my contact. Yeah. What about what about what about Chuck? What, what you know? What we should talk to Chuck. <laughs> should talk we got to reach Chuck, out to Chuck. Right? Yeah, right. I'm gonna be like Chuck. What's going on? He's, our, he's our inside man. <laughs> he is. Yeah. I made sure to in my contact be like your your staff is great. Mm-hmm. And the pizza is what I expected, right? <laughs> which, which is just okay. Yeah, but which like is, for a place that's called Pizza Hut, it's it's all right. Yeah, right. You're it not re- really bringing it. It resembles pizza enough that I have never complained right. before. To be fair, like Pizza Hut, like remember my dad telling me that the the best moment of their life when they were in California is when Papa John's opened up because it meant that there was semi-real pizza coming into the area. <laughs> this reminds me. I, I came across a really interesting uh, Papa John's garlic butter recipe, and mm. apparently it's pretty easy. And that's, by yeah. the way, the only good thing at Papa John's and everyone knows it is right. that goddamn garlic, garlic butter. butter right. That well, you put that on the pizza and all of a sudden wait, it's you good just, pizza. Like, you just take a clove of garlic and you put it in some butter? No, it's even, I mean, it's like, honestly, it's garlic powder. Yeah. You just, it's like partially, it's, first of all, it's not butter. Yeah. It's margarine. Margarine, right? Definitely. Margarine, of course. The secret turns out to be like the thing that makes it actually taste like Papa John's. Don't use salt. Use MSG. Right. Of course. Ah, of course it is. The flavor enhancer. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, MSG so. made from the finest beaver assholes. <laughs> <laughs> you know where it all comes from, right? Yeah, actually, actually, beaver assholes, rich, rich, rich. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> delicious. You're making jokes. I'm serious. That's where they get a lot of that artificial flavoring from. Is is 
Are you serious? You don't know no, this? No, well, not for not for MSG. There's no yeah. way they're getting. Well, it, it stands for mighty small. <laughs> On that beaver, my squishy grundle, <laughs> my sad granddaughter, mega slurpy metal solid gear. <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> no, I know that there's something that comes from beaver assholes, actually. Right. But I, I think you're talking. I think you're thinking of like musk or something. No, it's a food thing. It's a it's a flavor enhancer. Hmm. I think we got to research Go- this on our. All right, yeah. Well, yeah. on the break, we'll <laughs> yeah. we'll take a look here. Yeah, I think we have a look over the break. Is yes. that yeah. something else? I, I'm and not spe- joking. And speaking of the break, yes, it's now. <laughs> Oh, so hey, yeah, good if, if you're listening to oh. this podcast, uh, uh, this is the best time to pause it, get up and well, take a piss. Look at the time. Uh, get yourself a beer. Zip your pants up. You know, uh, get uh, shit. <laughs> Yeah. Unzip your pants when you go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, but do that before you, you know, take a shit. Then, yeah. then, then zip your pants back up. Look at the right. time, Dave. It's what? fuck off o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So All right. we'll be back uh, with another edition of America's favorite game show, Reality or Bullshit. Yeah. Hey, guys, you've been uh, listening to and enjoying the Three Dude cast. We hope you've been enjoying it anyway. But if you have, hit mash that like button. Yeah, smash that fucking like button. <laughs> it looks like a heart on SoundCloud, I think. I yeah, think something so. like that. And if you really want to hear more of our stuff, you can subscribe to us. Yeah, or rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play. And we're everywhere. And SoundCloud, just, everywhere. We're yeah. always with you. Yeah, always. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, welcome back to the Three Dudes Podcast. Woo! Time for everyone's. Favorite game show? Yes. Is it reality or is it bullshit? Or bullshit. As, or as Aubrey once famously called it, fact or crap. Fact or crap. We can't use fact or crap because it's an, an actual, actual board game. Oh, really? Yeah, that is an uh, actual board game. So it's um, not called fact or crap. No, this no, is why it's not what we're calling it. This is why I've chosen reality or bullshit. Some people prefer R and B, but I prefer to choose only one. <laughs> I like it. Reality or bullshit. Mm. Now, R and or B. We've lived in Ohio for a long time. You may be familiar with Antioch College in mm-hmm. Yellow Springs, Ohio. I've heard the name. I actually don't know where exactly that is. I don't either. Okay. Um, but you may be familiar it's in Yellow Springs. with the name Antioch, Ohio. Okay. Um, Antioch, Ohio is is um, is prominently featured on on a couple of. Uh, lists of of strange college mottos. Hmm. Um, there's some there's some interesting ones out there. Uh, there was there was one that was founded in the 60s where the motto is is something akin to uh, hang loose or 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 no let it all hang out is what the motto is. Oh, okay, um, but uh, Antioch's is very weird. It's been referred to as Klingon esque, and <laughs> and it is it is live as a coward or die with honor. Jesus Christ. Is that reality or is that bullshit? That's pretty goddamn heavy. Ooh, wait, all right, let's think about this here for a minute. Because <laughs> what what it could be is something close to that, but not exactly. That's true. He is he is trying to stu- he's trying to give us the old stumperoony. Live as a coward or die with honor. Hmm. The motto of Antioch College in Yellow Springs, Ohio. Is that reality or is that bullshit? Oh my god. It's been God-esque. referred to as Klingon-esque. Klingon-esque. Now I have this feeling 
so my first instinct is, well, Ben's a guy. He's into Star Trek. You know, calling something Klingon-esque. Now, that just sounds like him. But... But I it think, sounds like a Klingon thing. Like, you don't even have to be familiar yeah, with Star right. Trek right. to get that, you know? That's the thing, is I think you might... You, you, I don't think that necessarily means that you made this up. Right. This is a hard one. Yeah, this is a hard I'm one. thinking about it here. Um, it sounds like that kind of patriotic shit, sort of like the, you know... You symbiotic, patriotic, slam bug net. <laughs> yeah, right? Right. Right. <laughs> right. I, um... <laughs> Do you have any inclinations? Um, like my initial inclination was yes, that's fact. But the more I think about it, the more I'm leaning towards bullshit. I think it's close to that. But you think I, you think it's not quite that? I think it's not quite that. I think you might have tweaked it. What do you What are you thinking? We're gonna We're gonna talk through this if that's okay. Sure, sure. I'm, By all means, I have I have this feeling that it's true. You think in, in exactly the form he gave it to us. And I think that, I think that because like I feel like I'm like resisting my internal urge to be like, oh no, that's just something that's just something Ben wrote because it sounds like something he would think of. But no, I actually think it might be real. All right, final answers. Yeah, final answer. I'm saying it's true. I'm gonna say bullshit. Chris is correct. Oh, it's bullshit. No um, way. Uh, I I completely made up Klingon esque. <laughs> by the way, um, <laughs> my instinct is um, dead wrong. Now, now the actual motto is also similarly uh, uh, heavy. Uh, the actual motto is "Be ashamed to die until you have won some victory for humanity." Jesus, <laughs> that's way worse. It's, it is almost worse, right? Be ashamed to die ashamed. until you have won some victory for humanity. That is that is from uh, uh, Antioch College founder Horace Mann. My God, is that fucking heavy? <laughs> it does not. Uh, uh, it does not fuck around. It gets right to the point. Oh my god! <laughs> Ashamed to die. See, I see. I thought what I came up with was was worse. It was heavier. You know <laughs> what? I feel like the shame angle makes <laughs> makes it even more like personal. It, yeah, it's, it's very personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's wow. it's a it's a it, it was. Far away, wow. maybe apart from let it all hang out. Uh, yeah, uh, far and away, like the mo- the most unusual motto that I had found. I, I went to researching uh, college mottos, and um, that's a really and, uh, good one. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really yeah, we good to, one. We had to think about that a little bit. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. my first inclination is like that's too weird to be to be. You know, see, I, I went, I went, I went in the direction that like you know, like. Like feeling like, oh, well, that's something Ben would write. And then ultimately, I guess, yes, <laughs> it was. <laughs> it is. It is. Shit. It is something I wrote. Oh, good um, one. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That it's an intense one. There's, yeah. it, there's usually stuff about like, you know, uh, uh, you know, live for truth, live for, you know, do do things. You know, you're here to earn a fucking degree. Learn some Latin while you're at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Latin. And then, there, and then there's that one where it says, unless you've. Unless you uh, have died doing something great for humanity, you should be fucking ashamed of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Way ahead of you guys. Uh, Way, Way ahead of you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I went through a few different ideas for topics this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I actually asked for outside help, and I got a couple of good ideas I might say for, for later weeks. Um... 
because the trick is to find something that that kind of bottlenecks uh, into a, a, a specific topic that has a lot to talk about. Sure. Yeah, we were talking about this the other day. Is like finding a good topic is increasingly tricky. Yeah. 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 It's not, like not like we don't have a lot of things to talk about, but somehow sure. like the topic itself is I've, like. I've been saying this all season. It's it's a discussion for season three. I yeah. also, you also kind of have to think about how. Uh, how these conversations are going to go between us and what we're knowledgeable about. Like, if I presented a topic about construction, yeah, you know, we could talk for sure about, you know, like, you know, oh, the fucking roads around here are always <laughs> yeah, under construction. Right, right. Uh, <clears throat> you know, would we be able to talk about engineering I mean, sh- or sure? I could talk about contract various, work, you know? various woodworking jigs. I could talk about very. <laughs> Precise Certainly. cuts and very specific insider <laughs> knowledge, but who wants Measure to listen twice, to that? twice, cut once. <laughs> That's the cardinal rule of construction, I always say. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, I, I came up with something I, I feel we could all talk about, which is, uh, you know, people hate them when they notice them, but they're an integral part of every story in every movie. Uh, just the little tropes and the little cliches Ooh, okay. that pop oh, up. Yes. Um, uh, and I thought of this because I, I was recently reminded of, of a compilation video of people in movies and TV shows. And now I can't unhear this phrase since the first time I heard it years and years ago. Is it you okay. don't get it, do you? It's you just don't get it, do you? <laughs> yeah. Is it really? That's the number one said thing. You still don't get it, do you? Yeah, right. I have a whole I'm about five to minutes explain this for the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I, I read that somewhere a long time oh, ago that I, that was one of the most used movie tropes. I and I can't unhear, unhear it, it now. Right. Yeah. Every single time, <laughs> it's like it, you it, don't get it, do you? It's remarkable how it, how it'll just kind of pass you by when right. you know when you when you hear it every once in a while in a movie. But when you when you <laughs> see a compilation, it's like, oh shit, this really is everywhere. It's isn't everywhere, it? yeah. You still don't understand, do you? <laughs> Can I tell you? You on, were never supposed to win this from the beginning. You're living in a dream world, Neil. <laughs> uh, on this topic, I, I I think I might have recommended on this podcast a little while back a podcast called the Tannis Podcast. Okay. Do you guys remember me mentioning this? I, I don't really like tennis, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny, because that misunderstanding has been part of that show. Was, uh, but, but it was called Tannis, and the idea with Tannis... <laughs> can't reach the trash. It's just out ah! of reach. Oh, I can't reach the trash to throw Get my it! beer. Oh, oh God. Oh, that, <laughs> was, goodness. that was painful. Hold the, on. the Tannis podcast was meant to be like, it's, oh, it seems like it's a reality podcast, but it's, you know, obviously it's scripted. And it's one guy's search for a mysterious source of energy or a place or maybe a person, something mythological <laughs> called Tannis, right? Yeah. But I listened to probably close to 100 episodes of the show, and I can't listen to any more because constantly... And I don't know if it's just amateur writing or if it's just if I'm just like noticing it more now, people are endlessly saying to each other, I don't understand. And then someone else will explain further to them. <laughs> and it or or it'll be yeah. like like very awkward things like uh like like uh like dialogue that uh, goes, I don't know, do you? Yeah. I don't know. Do you? <laughs> like these really like stupid, robotic shit. Yeah, like yeah. time wasting bullshit. Yeah. Or or like uh you know, begging the one-liner, like, what What are you going to do now? <laughs> I'm going to take the fight to them. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but, like, we need tropes to, to a certain degree. Yes, we do. Um, Red Letter Media certainly put it, put it the best when they explained <clears throat> that, you know, a good protagonist, especially in a sci-fi or fantasy world, should be there to uh, uh, give the audience 
an insight into the world they're in. Right, exactly. Wait, I, I, I don't understand. What's a recombobulator? Right. Well, <laughs> it's the resistance's greatest weapon. Right. Yeah, you need... You when need, you point you, it at a target like this. <laughs> you need a guy there who doesn't know anything. That person is the audience right. insert. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, it's Neo. the... Neo. <laughs> Just go watch Red Letter Media. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, or or like Marty McFly or Kevin Bacon. <laughs> the person. What's a little more subtle is if you've got something where the character, the main character, is already knowledgeable about shit, but the audience may not be. Someone will be explaining, like you know, you know, you know, we had a we had a covert insertion of a of a you know a standard size cell into our into our uh, primary defenses a, a little bit ago. It's like a mouse slipping in through a crack in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> some yeah. other some other oh, person yeah. standing there to explain things in plain English. Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say well, that, what are the, so I'll, Sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, what? I was going to say uh, what the fuck is his name? The uh Bill Paxton. I feel like Bill Paxton is always that guy for some reason. That's <laughs> yeah. so we're dead, man. <laughs> Game over, man. Yeah. Like regularly, just the guy, the straight, <laughs> the we gotta get out of here guy. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I think that was his whole career, <laughs> yeah. except for Big Love. That's okay. right. Yeah, that was it. That was the we gotta get into here, and here is Mormon heaven. We <laughs> <laughs> gotta get into here, man. <laughs> Game uh. over, man. Mean the creator, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's not. Oh God! Whoa! Oh, whoa, completely whoa. silent. Oh, did you? Are you okay? Oh yeah. shit! He ripped his. Uh, oh God! Your headphones out. Yeah. Can you hear yourself? Oh, oh there no, you go. It's gone. Oh, Chris, um, we could hear you just oh, fine. Oh God! It's so. You weird. didn't have to yell. <laughs> oh God! Sorry. Hey, I'm back, everybody. Hey. Um, yes, sorry. you were always I'm, here. I'm sorry, everybody was freaking out, but I'm back now. So, so what are what are like some of your favorite? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, what are some of your guys' favorite tropes? Like, my, mine personally, because I, I've gotten so good at picking it out now, is is uh, Chekhov's gun. Um, yeah. Just because. Um, uh, most recently, uh, I I picked up on this uh, in Black Panther. Um, without this, this won't give anything away about Black Panther, obviously, but. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, there's a there's a scene close to the beginning where where uh, uh, King T'Chaka is kind of you know walking around talking to his buds throughout Wakanda and uh, one of them is a rhinoceros farmer and he's like you know you know these beasts are growing very strong they'll be ferocious one day they're they show up in Act Three yeah right right, right. <laughs> of course they show up in Act Three and they got fucking battle armor on and it's awesome right yeah <laughs> if you're a person that pays attention to to movies and TV enough. Chekhov's gun becomes really obvious. Yeah. Right? yeah. And it's a lot of fun to spot, too, because right. the, the, the gratification is way later, and it pays off really hard. The Bond movies are wonderful for this, because almost every gadget Q introduces during the Q branch scene, Bond is going to find some way to, to use. use it. Right. Yeah. Inevitably. W7. The, um... <laughs> Uh, uh, the pen in Goldeneye. This yeah. is a class full grenade. Yeah, and of yeah. course it, you know, it falls into Boris's hands towards the end of the movie, and he's, you know, clicking, clicking it furiously. Them, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. It's it's great. It's again, tropes Just, tropes are necessary for storytelling. It depends on how they're used. Yeah, and how elegantly they're used. Yeah, right. I, I love I love tropes. <clears throat> in fact, one of my notes to myself for later is I got to spend a little bit more time on TV tropes. 
Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't know that website existed until you told me about it's it. It's a motherfucking rabbit hole, man. Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you'll get lost in there. It's you'll, awesome. You'll see something that, that's got a silly title. It's like, what is this? And then you click on it, and it's like, oh, that's what they call yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. My, I think my favorite example of Chekhov's gun, actually, we were talking about Sons of Anarchy earlier because I found out there's going to be a spinoff for Sons of Anarchy, yeah. which I'm very excited about because I really liked that show. Um, <clears throat> it was in the sixth season. In the season finale, there was, and I, I can't, I can't tell you what it was. Does this involve a hole dug in the desert? Almost. No, that was that was earlier. Um, okay. Uh, the the one it, it it's a it's a it's a it's how can I how can I explain it? It's a household object that you see very briefly early in the episode that is later used for the most shocking and surprising murder. Does it happen in, in a show. cabin? No. Oh fuck! What am I thinking? Of? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Know. I haven't seen Break. Or, uh, just played twenty Sons questions over here. So right. you no. be careful. <laughs> right. No. Uh, w- but it's 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 a, it's a very brief glimpse. It's an everyday thing. Um, and it comes back later, and it's used in one of the most realistically brutal murder scenes I've ever seen on TV, and uh, like and that comes as a very genuine shock. Wow. When it happens, it's very brutal. Is wow. it a blunt wow. object? Wow! No, wow. it's sharp. It's sharp. It's pointy, but it's not like a knife. It's just a. It's a. Is I, it a fireplace? It's poker? a. It's all. It's like a grill fork. I'll just tell you that. Okay. Oh. It's like. Uh, but it, it's it, it's just. It's do you remember like okay, Dave? You watched all the Sopranos. Yeah. Do you remember when? Uh, spoiler alert! If you haven't seen The Sopranos, <laughs> I guess like I don't know that ended in two thousand and one. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Spoil The Sopranos uh, when <laughs> when Ralphie gets murdered, right? When Tony kills Ralphie, that yep. was one of the most brutal <clears throat> because it's super realistic. There's it's just two guys struggling with each other. I think at one yeah. point, uh, Tony gets bug spray sprayed in his eyes because they're just in the kitchen fighting with each other. Yeah, and it's this really long, drawn out strangling you know yeah. what i mean it's way more yeah. realistic to what i feel like like, like an actual like but an actual it, it feels like that's what murder looks like more than some kind of you know like cool suave thing. Yeah, ju- yeah you just walk in and point the gun at the dude and just right right give a nice most stare murder just... is probably gnarly twitchy slippy yeah and mm. ends like I'm, slowly. I'm yeah. I'm thinking of a of a very particular uh, season ending scene from Breaking Bad, uh, yeah. involving Jesse. Yeah, yeah. It, it was yeah rough to get through. I was I was watching a few uh, of my favorite moments of Breaking Bad because I'm thinking I want to rewatch that oh, whole God, series. That show. Um, I will rewatch. I will absolutely you. rewatch Let, that with you. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, 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 I was rewatching the part really early on where he, uh, uh, you know, the, this is not meth scene. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and of course, you know, it's fulminated mercury. It shows yeah. up at the beginning of the episode. Right. Uh, yeah. Chekhov's chemical. Chekhov's chemical. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> che- Chekhov's, Chekhov's rhinos. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Chekhov's grill fork. <laughs> Here's one of my favorite tropes. It happens all the time. Even now, it, which seems, it seems like it gets sillier. With time, which is, oh no, cell phone's dead. We have no signal. Uh, Always when it yeah, needs right, to yeah. happen. Right. Or no battery now that like 4G <laughs> yeah, right. is, is right. getting more prevalent. Oh no, my battery's dead. Like, Always when the characters need to be inaccessible to everyone else. Right. 
magically their signal let, dies, their phone battery right. dies, they're done. Let me just say this. I've never in in the last five years had my phone die on me ever. Yeah. I'm constantly surrounded by a charger at some interval. Yeah. It's it's very rare anymore that my yeah. phone actually dies. Right. Here's here's something like really weird. Um I've been playing a lot of Far Cry five lately. I can't think of a single mention of cell phones at any point. They just avoided the trope by eliminating cell phones from this world completely, huh. which is there, great. There's yeah, no sure. there's no towers. No one says like you know I can't get any calls out of the signal. You know there's no signal around these fucking mountains or whatever. Yeah, I I now that I'm thinking about it, I don't recall a single Morty, Morty cell phone <laughs> ever mentioned in Far Cry Five, which is strange. Yeah. But it would be stranger to have the trope come up. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it would be, actually. I mean, like, considering the immersion of your environment yeah. and how everything is, like, super rural and distant from everything, to even have the cell phone be a huge thing. Yeah, but then, like, at the same time, you'll have, like, I just ran into a character who wants me to collect uh, cheeseburger bobbleheads. Cheeseburger is a is a, sure. is a bear <laughs> mascot um, holding a cheeseburger. And uh, uh, he wants me to collect these bobbleheads because he mentions he wants to sell them online. They're huh. collector's items. There's only 10 of them in the entire game. Um, and he wants to collect them so he can sell them online. And okay. which is, uh, you know, again, <laughs> like a modern, you know, and it's obvious the game takes place in modern times. Um, right. And but yet again, there's no there's no real mention of cell phones that I've seen in mm-hmm. Far Cry 5, which is which is brilliant because I didn't even realize it until now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Now. Well, it's funny because the wow. cell phone is wow. dead thing is an extension of what I think was like a like, for example, half the reason that nothing that happens in Seinfeld would ever happen today. Right. Is because we have cell phones. Right. Like a full a, a good quarter of that show involves misunderstandings <laughs> of people not able to reach people. And leaving messages on their answering machines. Right. Oh, God. Right? And then yeah. trying to recover tapes from answering machines or things like that. Like, <laughs> And no one can get a hold of anyone. And they're all, you know, like, just out of sync. So that's, like, a thing that doesn't happen anymore. And so, like, there needed to be, I think, like, a, a way to continue that way of story writing. Of, you know, now that we're constantly in touch with each other, you still have to have a way of keeping right. people, like... At times, isolated. Yeah, you know, because like the 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 advent of people having cell phones on them all the time is actually a really bad thing for story writing. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, but there's got to be ways to get around a lot of that. If well, you're if you're writing like a ghost story, like electronics can be easily fucked with in right. in any number of ways. If you're dealing with terrorists, they might be using jammers. Yeah. Um. Uh. Or you know, you just do the sensible thing and set the fucking story in the seventies. Right. <laughs> Right. You know, it's 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 very popular now to set stories in in decades past. Yeah. Um, for right. for the sake of nostalgia for movies from that era. Yeah. Um yeah. One thing yeah. I, I don't know if this is a, a trope really, but I I was talking with someone recently about how I kind of hate how spoilers are now the focus of like of the movie. Like you go to see the movie to see what happens at the very very end. Mm. Um versus like like say citizen kane like the important part is not the end right yeah the important part's the experience the important (coughs) part's not the fact that rosebud is his sled like no no one's you know that's not the that that's spoiler quote unquote with citizen kane the ending is inevitable right we're given the ending yeah the point is the rise and fall of charles foster kane is loss of innocence yeah 
And and when you when you see that at the end, it's like it's like oh, it's a symbol. Yeah, it's not a spoiler at all. It's not a fucking. It's a sled. It was a sled. Sled. Right. I just saved you two. What's that? Two long boobless hours. Two long boobless hours. I think about the scene at the end. I, uh, this is like the fourth time we've talked about Citizen Kane on the show. I love I love that movie. It's a great movie. Um, but the scene at the end where he's talking to his wife, who is just in this gigantic house with ninety bedrooms and is bored, yeah, and yeah. doesn't want to be there anymore, and he's trying to talk her into staying so he's not alone, and doesn't get anywhere. Like they get in a fight, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, fine, leave," and then he comes back, and he's like, basically. This this powerful man begging, uh, yeah, to 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 have some kind of company. Yeah, that to me, like that's that's the scene, right? Super super right. raw. Like there's no yeah. spoiler in Citizen <clears throat> Kane. You're just it's a character study. You're watching this man yeah. rise and then fall apart. What happens is less important than how it how happens. it happens. Yeah. Exactly, it's, and what that feels like in the moment. Yeah, it's it's like people make fun of like Titanic for like you know, dude, don't spoil the ending. I don't know that the fucking boat sinks at the end of Titanic. <laughs> uh, you know, spoiler. The, the, the actual the actual big spoiler of co- of course is that the old lady had the heart of the ocean the entire time right. and then drops it in the ocean. But that's not the that's not the fucking point. The that's point. The, full, yeah. the point is the journey to get there. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And I, I it kind of irritates me now, like <clears> especially <throat> with with Infinity War, where it's like everyone's being real hush hush about the ending of this movie. Mm. I don't know if you guys have had it spoiled for you yet or yep. not. I have not right. had it spoiled for me, but I'm aware that people were really, really upset because uh a what's a what Bloomberg reporter wrote an article full of spoilers oh, yeah. before the movie's embargo date had passed. Yeah. It's it, it it's what an asshole. It's yeah. insane. Let me but, just say you like if you were mad, people you, were really mad. Oh yeah, you have you have a, you have when it's a new movie, you have two weeks. Everybody sure. needs to give you two weeks, yep. and then it's your own fault it's, at that point if you want to see it. It's been two weeks, incidentally. It's right. been more, um, sure, which is fine. But like if you, but I anything, won't spoil it for the sake of decency. But sure. like, but I, I'll tell you that the ending of the movie, you know, it's impactful. But, like, everything leading up to it is everything you want out of a Marvel movie. Sure. I, I you know, you know, you know Captain America comes back in, in, in this, mm-hmm. and he kicks so much ass. He's my favorite Avenger. Um, <laughs> so much ass. With a dramatic lean back. So much so ass. Much ass. Even, though I, even though I was I was on Team Tony for Captain, or for um, Me Civil too. War. Team Stark. I was on Team Stark for Civil War. Stake Team Stark. Cap is still, <laughs> Cap is still my favorite Avenger. Um, <clears throat> or a terrorist. I just, Who can decide? It's for the same reason that I play paladins in Dungeons and Dragons. Typically, <laughs> I'm, 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 I, I like the Boy Scouts. You know, mm-hmm. I like the fucking, uh, you know, lawful good. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, everything leading up to that ending is exactly what you want out of a Marvel movie and more. I was like, I was like, just fucking fist pumping in my seat at like every fight scene because it was that good. I keep reading all these headlines that I just scroll right past. Chris Hemsworth is Thor. Chris Hemsworth. Is he better in this even than he's like really good? Thor was probably the most interesting character in Infinity War to me. Okay. He, um, well, the most, I say the most interesting character. He gave me the most feels. Did he rustle your jimmies? 
He he rustled my jimmies oh. a little bit. There's no need to be upset. He lightly jostled my jimmies. <laughs> there is no need to be upset. Um, also, um, minor spoiler, Peter Dinklage is in this movie. Whoa. Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage, Peter 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 Dinklage. What if the next 30 minutes of this episode were just that? Well, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week with more Dinklage. <laughs> um, uh, I want to talk about. No, there's some unexpected Dinklage in uh, surprise yeah, Dinklage. Some surprise. There's donk. a surprise Dinklage in in uh, Infinity War Part One. Some surprise donk. <laughs> you know, there's some some Pete, little Pete some, donk. You know, a bit of Dinkle donk. It's an old donk Meister Donk Meister flex. Donko Rama. <laughs> Maximum over Dink. <laughs> <laughs> we have our episode subtitle Ooh, right there. Maximum, <laughs> maximum overdink. Over Write that down. Ooh. Uh, uh, I, want um, to, I want to talk about my favorite. Um, your favorite trope? Yes, because yeah. this, this is something that could be done very well or ruin the movie completely. Nice. Uh, the MacGuffin. Oh, mm. the MacGuffin. I, I love the MacGuffin. Yes. Um, it's a it's a very convenient way to drive a plot, but yeah. you're right. It can make yeah, or break a, a little movie. sausage and egg. It can make your morning. Yeah. If it's if it's too <laughs> stupid, it will it will definitely. You know the sausage and egg MacGuffin. The, the sausage <laughs> MacGuffin. I prefer the sausage McGrungle. Mac, like um, the sausage McGrungle. <laughs> I prefer the sausage McDinglage, but you know everyone's yeah, right. different. Yeah. Right. Um, per- perfect example, I think. Uh, uh, the One Ring. Yeah. Is, is a perfect MacGuffin because it drives the plot, but it also creates and and furthers drama around it. the The entire thing is not just constantly about the fucking ring. It's also about you know Saruman betraying Gandalf. Right. Spoiler alert. It's it's also about you know uh, uh, Gandalf getting killed. Spoiler alert. It's, you see how irritating spoiler yeah, right. shit you is. You know what? Fuck it's, it. It's so. It's all. You know, like I said, two weeks. Two weeks. I'll tell you what. I'll even be more generous. I'll say two years major release. After that, no guilt at all. Yeah. Yeah. Two years, no guilt. Yep. Pretty much. Anyway. Um, but anyway, yeah. Like, you know. Saruman betrays Gandalf. Gandalf gets killed by the Balrog. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking uh, Boromir getting killed, sure. uh, y- you know, for, for reasons that you only find out about in the extended editions, right. you know, right, or yeah. unless if you've read the books. Um, There's lots of great examples, uh, like uh, the Maltese Falcon. Um, maybe oh, like, sure. Maybe like the, the, the original film example of the, of the MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. Um, the Infinity Stone in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Uh-huh. Uh, we don't care what it does. Let's just go find it. It's just the thing that we, <laughs> the thing to focus on. Right. Um, yeah. I How mean, about the Holy Grail in Last Holy Crusade? Grail, right. Last, like my the, favorite Indiana the, Jones movie. The literal original yeah. MacGuffin. Yeah. As as outlined in the the tales of you know Arthur's Round Table. Right. Right. Yeah. It's the original mystical MacGuffin. Right. Right. Um, no, incidentally, that is maybe every, I, I think every, pretty much everybody disagrees with me, but that's my favorite Indiana Jones movie. I love that movie. Oh, oh Last yeah? Crusade is fantastic. It's really good. Hmm. Sean Connery is his dad. 
You know, I haven't. Yeah. I actually haven't watched Junior. them all. Oh, you haven't watched In them? In fairness, all? I haven't watched them all. Oh, dude, we're gonna have to have an indie marathon. I'm not even sure which ones I've watched. I mean, I I believe I don't know for sure. Dude, we're gonna huh. have to, we're gonna really have to switch that. <clears throat> yeah, Junior, Junior, right, Indiana. Indiana was the dog. How did you? Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> like, I call the dog Indiana. Indiana. <laughs> I, I think that all the time and haven't seen that one either. Every How, time I look at your dog, I'm like, Indiana was the dog. <laughs> How did you know she was a Nazi? <laughs> she talks in a sleep. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Oh, God. Last Crusade is Fucking fantastic! Yeah, yeah, really good, man. And and it's a plot that's driven by a MacGuffin, sure, sure. and mm-hmm. and kind of a bolstered nice by kind of bolstered by uh, abandonment issues, right? Which are always fun. <laughs> yeah, right. That's always nice. That's always that's thanks, always. Sean Connery. That's fun. Uh, but like, <laughs> there's also a lot of real. Uh, I, I you know what? I would also include. Um, the pick of destiny from Tenacious D and the pick oh. of destiny. <laughs> God, in, yeah, in good, okay, in good yeah. MacGuffins because that's just like a like that's the plot of the movie. It's perfect. <laughs> that's and incidentally, they're making a second Tenacious D movie. I don't Shut know up. if you guys heard that. They announced that they're making Tenacious D two. Yes. Oh my God! Fucking stoked! Yeah, Super internet stoked. rejoice! Yeah, <laughs> um, really excited about that. How about um, how about just a, a good old fashioned meal from White Castle? From yeah, Harold and Kumar. Kumar right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, the MacGuffin can be anything. Right. Yeah. Well, incidentally, yeah. for the people who might not understand the terminology, yeah, let's actually let's um, actually walk it back. Uh, sure. Check. I think we kind of covered it, but Chekhov's gun is like the, the gun that shows up in Act One will be used in Act yeah, Three. Right. You see it on the mantle. Um, someone's going to die by. Someone it. is right. going to fire that gun in Act yeah. Three. Right. Um, <laughs> Interestingly enough, that that was literally that was uh, quite literally portrayed in uh, Shaun of the Dead. There is a there is a gun above yeah, the right. bar in Act One, and it is fired many yeah. times in Act Three. Right. Yes. Kill the um, queen, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, the um, jukebox. <laughs> the cell phone is dead. One speaks for itself. Right. Right. But uh, let's talk about the MacGuffin. The MacGuffin is, if you guys don't know, the MacGuffin is just. Um, uh, it could be a mystical item. It could be could be uh, an ordinary. Could item. be an ordinary item. It's basically this thing that only exists to drive the plot forward. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't necessarily matter why it came to be or how it came to be. Yeah. What matters is the story around it. It could prove d- meaningless d- by the end of the movie. It, exactly. The yeah. the Maltese Falcon is a perfect example of um, that if you've ever seen that. Mad Mad um, Mad Mad World. Yeah. Right. Oh right. The, the, the money. money. The money at yeah. the end. Yeah. Right. Um. I watched uh, I watched Rat Race in the theaters when that came out. Which I was, so did I. Which was basically a remake, it's a remake of, yeah. of It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Right. <laughs> and uh, later I watched Mad, 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 Mad World. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of feel like they did it better. I feel like they yeah. did. Oh, I feel I, like yeah. that movie sure. is, is significantly better than its remake. It was really great. Absolutely. It featured, I think, um, Sid Caesar constantly going, <laughs> you know, it just, just sailed right out there. Yeah. Sid Caesar is fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Um, was uh, it Sid Caesar who said that? I can't remember. It was the line of just, it just sailed right out there. <laughs> it's important to note, too, a person can also be a MacGuffin. Yeah. Uh, in some like it hot, Marilyn Monroe is the yes. MacGuffin. Right, right. Um, uh, <laughs> any, any movie where there is a prominent hostage, the hostage is the MacGuffin. Uh, sure. Some like it hot has the best, single best ending line in any movie I have ever seen. I'll refresh my memory. The end of the movie, after basically Jack Lemon, you know, is like in a boat with this tycoon guy who's fallen in love with him, doesn't realize he's a man, you know. Yeah. And he's, they're sailing off into the ocean, and like this guy doesn't realize what he's in for. And 
Jack Lemon is telling. He rips off his wig and he goes. Basically, they're send, sending off for their honeymoon. God damn it! I'm a you know I'm a man. You know he takes his wig off and he shows them he's <laughs> yeah. a man. And the guy goes, well, <laughs> says to him, "Well, nobody's perfect." <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> wow. Of of all, I just love that so much because <laughs> it's so simple. It's so vaudeville. It's yeah. Just like yeah, perfect. It yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, let's think of some shitty examples of MacGuffins, mm. um, because there are far more shitty MacGuffins than there are good MacGuffins. Mm. Oh, um, shitty think, MacGuffins. Shitty MacGuffins. Shitty MacGuffins. <laughs> Three dudes, shitty MacGuffins corner. Attorney at law. I'm Hi. shitty MacGuffins. <laughs> I'm the worst lawyer ever, shitty MacGuffins. Have <laughs> you ever been hurt in an automobile accident? Don't call me. I'm terrible. <laughs> Do you have mesothelioma? You're fucking problem. Yeah, man. Because I'm bad at That's got to suck. Is that some kind of skin thing? Whatever. <laughs> anyway, just here to remind you, don't hire me because I'm real bad at my job. Call Shitty McGuffins today if you want nothing to get done. Oh, um, here's, uh, how, here's, how is this for a Shitty McGuffin? The jewel-encrusted golden skull from uh, uh, f- uh, 50-cent bulletproof yeah, tube, right? blood in the sand. <laughs> there you go. I didn't see that. Uh, um, great, great well, game, incidentally. It's a video game, yeah. Um, the sequel, oh. the sequel to uh, Fifty Cent's Bulletproof. Yeah. Uh, Fifty Cent, Blood in the Sand, follows the 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 tragedy of uh, 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 American rapper Fifty Cent touring the Middle East and and being and receiving payment in the form of a jewel encrusted gold skull, which is then stolen by terrorists, leading to his now infamous catchphrase. Bitch took my skull. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I think we watched the opening of this game yeah. like a month ago or yeah. something. Yeah, let me it's give you. Let me give you a little unbelievable. Tri- <laughs> let me give you some trivia about this game. So the first Fifty Cent game, somebody just came to him and said, "Can we use your likeness to you know make this game?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." It was like a quick payday. Yeah, uh, and the game wasn't good. It wasn't horrible. No, but it, it wasn't perform. But it like wasn't. It wasn't, it, it wasn't good. Like the game was. You know, it was like a solid. Five and a half out of ten, right? Yeah. Okay. Not horrible, not great either. Not worth you know sixty bucks, right? Um, because it got such bad reviews, and because Fifty Cent is a the guy that he is uh, a gamer, uh, yeah. anyways, uh, a gamer. He agreed to. It still com- performed commercially well because it's you know Fifty, but uh, he agreed to a sequel, but only if he could be directly involved with its development. And the result was if, a game that pretty much universally got nine out of ten across the board. Yeah, it's really the, good. Blood in the Sand it's is really actually good. really, really, it's really good. good. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. The but sh- it's the it, controls are tight. Its story is hilariously <laughs> bad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's that. it's literally just he fights his way through Al Qaeda to get his motherfucking skull. They don't right. say Al Qaeda in the yeah. game, but yeah, it's, but you it's Al Qaeda. But it feels yeah. like it feels like it's bad in the right way. Yeah. Right? Like it's like sure. like deliberate, <laughs> sure. like self aware maybe in a way. Is it is it that kind of thing where it's like yeah we know we're whatever we're doing a I would fucking, say so. What, yeah. Wasn't there some kind of MacGuffin in Plan Nine from Outer Space? It was yeah. like like some mystical like something uh, or other science yeah. or crystal or some shit that all messed up. Oh, bad science. You know what? You know what? Got that bad sides. <laughs> Gotta find that good sides briefcase. You know what I? You know what I think is just supremely stupid. Um, DC uh, had in the '90s an answer to Thanos. Dane Th- Cook. Thanos has been a character. Dane. <laughs> 
American comic Dane <laughs> Cook had an answer. DC. Well, he's he, he's a bad guy, so he's Dane Crook. Oh, dad. Ah, dad. So, so he the uh, pun master returns. Dad. So you know, Th- Thanos had been a character for a long time, and and DC had their answer, which was Dark Side. Um, which is, you know, another big, bulky, pruny-faced uh, space emperor. DC has um, the worst characters. <laughs> yeah, who they, was, they really do. So, good. so the, you know, DC doesn't have, like, Infinity Stones or anything, uh, but what, what they do have for, for Darkseid to, to strive for, to search for, is, and I shit you not, this is an actual thing, the anti-life equation. <laughs> it, it, is a, it is an equation. It is a mathematical proof that has existed since the beginning of time that uh, for anyone who is exposed to it, it renders, it makes life completely meaningless and, and uh, uh, pointless. And they, Would you say that's uh, kind of gay? I would say that's <laughs> extremely gay, sounds, in fact. Sounds a little... <laughs> uh, it isn't is... this, I have a question, isn't this gay? <laughs> it's it's yes. the... I would say the anti-life equation is one of the stupidest fucking MacGuffins of anything I've ever heard the of. Anti, it's the it's name. You know, stupid. it starts with the name. The name is stupid. If you have a stupid name it's, for it, it's a dumb name. What you know? What's even dumber? They've printed the equation. There is an actual equation you what? can look up on the DC wiki, and it's stupid. Oh my god! <laughs> Hold on. Fuck you, let DC me, let Comics. Me, let me look this up. The, um, fuck you. So this is what Darkseid does. Um, uh, the, uh, <laughs> that, I hate that so much. Uh, the anti-life equation um, is a formula for con- uh, total control over the minds of sentient beings that is sought by Darkseid, who for this reason sends his forces to Earth as he believes part of the equation exists in the human subconscious. Um, because reasons... Um, uh, bad science. Well, well, Just see, a bunch of bad science, this, I think. This is what I kind of like about, about Thanos is like even in the comics, um, he doesn't see in the movies he get there's his own reasons for seeking the infinity stones, and it's 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 scary because he genuinely thinks he's doing the right thing. Yeah. Um in the comics, it's because he's in love with the physical personification of death and wants to kill half the universe to impress her. Wow. Um That's pretty rad though. So the the anti-life equation, uh, let me see here. I think I have it here. I think, okay, I'll, I'll spoil it for you. It's in parentheses, life, right? Uh-huh. And then outside the parentheses, you just put a negative there. Is that it? Is that yeah, that, that, I think I saw oh, it. That, here, I, I, saw that. Yeah. I, I found it. I'm like yes. a math genius. So, so here it is. It's loneliness plus alienation plus fear plus despair plus self-worth divided by mockery, divided by condemnation, divided by misunderstanding times guilt times shame times failure times judgment. N equals oh Y, God. where Y equals fuck. hope and N equals folly. Love equals life. No, lies. You. Life equals death and self equals dark side. It's I told you it was stupid. I have <laughs> never hated DC more yeah. ever. I've never hated them Wait, more. There's there's also I found here there's a life equation. There is a life equation. Uh, yes, which that. is companionship plus understanding plus assurance plus joy plus <laughs> altruism divided by respect divided by uh, commendation for some reason divided by sympathy X. Oh, times. That, that must be times. Sympathy Divided times. by sympathy times innocence times dignity times success times acceptance. Y equals N, where Y equals despair and N equals caution. Love equals truth. Death equals rebirth. And self equals light side. 
I've never, ever <laughs> in my life. This is the dumbest hated, shit. I've never hated DC more I, than right I now. I submit. I submit Listen. humbly that the anti-life equation is the stupidest MacGuffin in the world. If it's not Batman or Wonder <laughs> Woman, I, I just I don't care. I'm pretty sure the anti-life equation is just whatever the hell is inside a monster thick burger. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think about. <laughs> I'm trying to think about uh, like shitty Jesus. MacGuffins because they're everywhere. Terrible McMuffins, Here, Ben. Here's the <laughs> anything with with no. Are you, are no you calling me a terrible? McMuffin? No, I'm asking you. <laughs> ben, you're a terrible McMuffin. You <laughs> Thank <know>. you. <laughs> anything with no breakfast meat I've been on. Called it. worse by better. <laughs> like an egg McMuffin. It's just a biscuit with an egg. Yeah, not a McMuffin. Not a McMuffin. Gotta no. have some meat on. If it. your McMuffin no. is a salad topped with croutons, right? Terrible McMuffin. No, <laughs> right? Why would you even? If your McMuffin is. You gotta order them separate. It's like, oh, we gotta charge you for both. It's like, ah, I don't care. Well, you should, because that's not a McMuffin. If your McMuffin is a rusty old pipe (laughs) with soap in it, not a McMuffin. Here's why bad McGuffins are hard to think of it's because the movies that they are related to are are forgettable. So forgettable. Yeah, yeah, Uh, they really are. uh, Like, Like, movies with good McGuffins tend to be good uh, (laughs) outside of the McGuffin. Because, again, it depends on how you use the MacGuffin. Right. It can't just be like. Um, I would argue even that that the uh, the briefcase from Pulp Fiction is itself yeah. a MacGuffin, even sure. though it, it yeah. factors into like less than ten percent of the story. Right, but it is still <laughs> in there. It's it's a it's a big driver behind the main plot, like what you right. think the plot is. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. Well, but Tarantino expertly does that, which is uh, one of the things I liked about the first Guardians of the Galaxy is we don't need like this crazy backstory of the Infinity Stone. It's just like ah, well, it does this thing. And they're like, okay, cool, whatever. You know, the second Guardians of the Galaxy does that really well too. Yeah, right, right, there, exactly. There, there's not really a MacGuffin in that movie. It's no. it's uh, it's all it's a character uh, arc. It's a sure. character story. Sure. Uh, featuring Kurt Russell. Yeah. Which is always good. Yeah. Right. Um, but no, like, um, uh, oh God, where were we? Um, we're try- We were talking about how bad MacGuffins tend to make movies forgettable. I know. What was the first movie I talked about before Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, um, I completely lost my place, everybody. I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, we were talking about Tarantino. Oh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah, I would consider the... the uh, if you've never seen Pulp Fiction and you're listening to this, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with you, but... <laughs> You know, go watch Pulp Fiction. Um, but yeah, I would consider the, the briefcase a MacGuffin because it, it is, at, at several intervals of the story, something that has driven the characters forward. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, and I, I think Tarantino handles it really expertly by not telling you what's in the briefcase. Yeah, what's in the briefcase doesn't matter. What matters, relevant. What matters is that some of the characters are interested in it, and that that, right. that interest is what's going to drive the plot, and not the object itself necessarily. Right. the The biggest hint we get, we don't get a hint, but like the the most that we hear of it is like at the end. Spoiler alert: If you've never seen Pulp Fiction, it's chopped into different pieces. It's the same timeline, but in told in different orders. Yeah. Um. And the the final scene. Uh, the the two that you see at the beginning who are holding the the diner hostage and robbing them um, go to rob uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character Jules, who's got the the briefcase like that where you know yeah. what I mean, uh, and he opens it up and the only clue we get is like I think Samuel L. Jackson even says something like you know what that is, and he, the robber goes it's beautiful, and that's the only clue you get. It's just it's got this little yeah. golden light in it. 
Yeah. Uh, like, is it is it gold bullion? Is it? We don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. There, there was a fan theory for a long time saying it was Marcellus Wallace's soul. Yeah. Which, which is right. an interesting interpretation. Right. Um, I'll, I'll be right back. He, uh, continue uh, <laughs> talking about McGuffin. Sure. Inci- incidentally, when he comes back, I'm also going to leave to oh go my grab God. my pipe. So we're all going to just like oh, rotate yeah. out here. Yeah, we're just um, doing, we're doing the show in shifts. We were talking about the uh, the briefcase and right? Yeah, yeah. McMuffins. Yeah. yeah. No, we're, I heard you talking about the uh, the the uh, the golden glow inside the yeah. briefcase. Yeah, I, I I was saying uh, I think Tarantino handles that pretty expertly because it is a MacGuffin. Yeah. At least for certain intervals of the story, for certain parts of it. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't tell you what's inside the briefcase, and it, it ultimately doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, which is the way that I think you should you if, should use it. You don't really need to know that much about the thing, you know what I mean? Right. As an audience, we just need to know that it's an important thing. Yeah, I think so, too. We, it, it, we don't need, and uh, you know, <clears throat> even like the one ring, we get a little backstory behind it, and that's important because it, it, it highlights certain... Story points, like when Frodo puts the ring on, right? Yeah, right. Um, I sort of feel like a MacGuffin is sort of like, and we're talking a lot about this one trope. Yeah, sorry, sorry. But I think it's sort of like uh, a good metaphor would be like the the irritant, the sand grain, the thing that forms the pearl, yeah, right? Yeah, right. It's somehow at the center, but it's not entirely, it's, it's, it's only incidental to what becomes the story. Right. You right. know? Which is actually a little bit ironic that we spent this much time talking about it. Right. Alex, this is a little <laughs> it's, thing. It's central to our plot. Right. It um, is. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you about. Here's a trope I really hate. Okay. Um, uh, is is when two characters who, uh, and usually a, a a man and a woman hate each other's guts, and then like at the end of Act Two, they're making out. <laughs> you know. There's yeah. there's ways to do this gracefully sure. where, where two characters may not get along at first, but grow closer um, at which, you know, nothing really does that like adversity. The classic yeah. example being Leia and Han Solo, sure. you know, they start, God. they start off just hitting each other's guts in the first movie. And then by the end of it, you know, adversity has brought them closer and, and, you know, they kind of understand each other better. Yeah. And then you get probably one, one of my favorite kisses in, in <laughs> movie history. Yeah. Um, but then you've got you've got weird shit like uh what was the fucking bad movie we watched with um it was called like like uh uh, uh Strike Point Alpha or something like that. Is this the one the time traveler one we watched over no, your no, no, place? No, no, that, that was uh that was called Stasis. Oh right. I, I'm thinking of the one where where this is this is some months back. Uh there were a bunch of people in military prison, like a top secret military oh black site alpha or something like yeah, that. So, yeah, that sounds uh, right. And, <laughs> oh, and, God, uh, that was so bad. And then like like there's, you know, the 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 woman character who this is another trope I hate, by the way, when when like they're they're like, you know, hey, little lady, I think you better like let the bed handle this. And then she like, you know, kills five guys in two seconds or whatever. And then like stands there, you know, with her yeah, hands on her hips and a shotgun. Victory pose. Yeah. And they're like, it's like, I'm not a little lady. Uh, I'm a strong lady. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, I that, hate that so much. That only exists because of how many fucking dumb, dumb chuckleheads can't imagine the the pretty yeah. being strong. I can imagine. I cannot stand that. Take someone. Take someone like. Um, I mean, like. We, okay, I'm gonna go back to Princess Leia again because it because it's 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 so out of what you would what you would think for her like you you start getting her like sarcastic and snappy side when you know Luke comes in she's like aren't you a little short to be a stormtrooper 
and then she comes out she comes out just fucking blasting and right. and by this point you're like <clears throat> it's almost like it's it's natural it's supposed to happen because this is this is princess leia she's been slowly building up to this yeah and you would be pissed too if you were locked up in the fucking death star <laughs> and you know your planet was just destroyed yeah you know she's fucking mad they did uh, a great job with that in um in uh, space balls of uh, capturing <laughs> the essence of that thing he like, shot my hair shot my hair son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, I, I feel uh, like this trope would not be so frustrating if it wasn't for the fact that like it continues. Like, I sure. feel like it makes sense. The farther you b- go back in movie history, yeah, the more this trope is like completely because because it feels like it was rooted in a time where it's like, hey, yeah. we're gonna start to have some badass action bitches. This yeah. is gonna be the thing now where women are gonna kick ass, and that that's like a but, lesson for the moviegoer. But the good. The good ones get some amount of characterization beforehand. Leia, oh, yeah. Leia gets a lot of characterization, a lot of yeah. story. Her planet was just blown the fuck up. Of course, she's going to come out guns blazing. Yeah. Uh, Ellen Ripley, by the time you know her in Aliens, yeah. she's already been through hell and back. She's been asleep for, like, what, 70 years or whatever? Yeah, sure. And, she, and you know, she's mad as fuck. Of course, she's going to, like... And she's not going to take it anymore. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it... it if you present it as just like, here's a woman, but did you also know she could shoot a gun? I can't stand that. You might I hate be that thinking trope. to yourself, this woman, <laughs> what can she do? Well, we're about to find out. She can shoot a gun. <laughs> she can do sexy gymnastics to twist this guy's head off. <laughs> yeah. Look out, guys. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, later on in that movie with absolutely no way to connect these characters whatsoever, the protagonist and this woman end up just like fucking making out in a hallway for no reason whatsoever. And I cannot, cannot stand that at all. I gotta tell you two, and I don't know who wrote this movie. I don't know who directed this movie. I know Kevin Smith was in it. That's actually all I know. There was a movie (laughs) called Catch and Release that Christy and I watched on Netflix. I was trying to, because I know you had this example lined up. It featured the most irritating version of this, like, they hate each other, but then they like (laughs) each other, kind of. It was so bad. Like, you ever want to torture yourself for, like, an hour? Watch the first half of Catch and Release. Seriously, it's fucking terrible. The 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 Jack and Jill trope is that what we're talking about? Well, it's, here? it's basically like this: like you know, these two hate each other and they can't get along, but they also can't stop wanting to fuck each other. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah two characters that that just despise <clears throat> and loathe each other, just all of a sudden making out in like a dark hallway. Yeah, yeah Vince Which, Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston in that movie about them getting divorced. Uh, well, I don't know what that was. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's fine when it makes sense. I don't sense. know what movie you're talking about. It's fine exactly. when it makes sense. The, you, you don't. I don't either. I don't know what it's called, but I just know that that's the thing. Yeah. It, it, it just, I don't know. It drives me fucking bonkers. It's like, it's fine when it works. Um, Viggo Mortensen starred in a, uh, a film adaptation of a, uh, a pretty good, uh, short graphic novel, graphic novella, if you will, called A History of Violence. Um, okay. In which, uh, uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> uh, uh, his family doesn't know that he is an ex-mob uh, hitman type guy, okay. and uh, and when they when they start coming to call, they like find him, and and you know it's like it's only like halfway through that that you find out like yeah what they're saying is true. I used to do this shit, 
And there's a there's a scene in the movie where like so it's Corky Romano basically. Ah oh. <laughs> uh, yes, Corky Romano, the greatest Chris Catan classic. Christ. Corky Romano. There is there is one really funny scene in that movie where he's. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Spoiler so, um, alert. So there's, so there's a Corgi scene. Romano. Spoilers. Don't want to spoil Corgi Romano for you guys. Forever so, <laughs> laid back to Comedy Central syndication. So there's a. <laughs> Maybe even in the secret stash. Oh, yeah. So there's a uh, there's a scene in that movie where, like, you know, his wife is fucking, you know, it's been a, a day or two and his wife is freaking out as, as any wife would to know that, you know, her husband used to fucking kill a bunch of people for a living and she never knew about this. And, uh, they fuck, they get into like an actual, like fucking fist fight on the stairs and it ends with them fucking on the stairs, Hmm. (laughs) which I, I guess I can kind of, it just, it, it, it didn't transition well enough for me. There's probably plenty of people out there for whom that is super normal. Yeah, sure. They're not. Say, they're me, not Midwesterners, probably. Say, let, let me yeah, tell maybe, you. Maybe I just don't get it because yeah, I've never been in that never, situation. No, I've been in a lot of arguments with a lot of women, and yeah. it's never end, ended with fists flying. <laughs> yeah, right. Or and with, definitely never ended after that with, with some good fucking, stare fucking. It, right. it never. It, it usually my my arguments with women have usually historically ended in me just saying fuck it and playing Counter Strike. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, my arguments with women have ended in oh, okay. Well, I have to leave now. Obviously, <laughs> like <laughs> clearly, I can't stay here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. But yeah, that 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 trope. There's a lot of there's a lot of tropes involving women that like now that I see them they bug me. Yeah. Um there's one I was clued into not too long ago called fridging where where fridging. And it it usually usually but not always. It can happen to like a father figure, can uh, Uncle Ben. Um when a when a dead person is used as the character's primary motivation and it's it's usually like a dead wife yeah. or like a dead mother but sometimes it'll like be Michael like Michael Scarn's wife in yeah. Threat Level Midnight. Right. right. That yeah, that wife has been fridged. Um <laughs> right. she you know she's she's dead and that's the character's primary motivation and the primary drive for his character. The excellent example of which, that is John Wick, right? Oh yeah. The fantastic example of that Gosh, is John Wick because yeah. not not only not only is his wife, you know, not only is his wife like kind of the the big motivation, but like that little it's it's not so much her as much as it is the little glimmer of peace and hope that was in that puppy. Right. And then that got taken from him. Right. And, and that little glimmer of hope was was like the last fucking straw. Right. Yeah. That oh, that movie features one of my favorite single word lines of all time when the um when uh, the the mob boss calls the mechanic, he's like, "I hear you struck my son." And I ask why, yeah. and he says, "Well, sir, he uh, stole John Wick's car and uh, killed his dog." And he turns around to face the camera and goes, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." Like, and then, and then that's fine. <laughs> and then proceeds to kick the shit out of Theon Greyjoy. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For a glorious, <laughs> glorious yeah. display of brutality. Just just that perfect, the declension, just everything about that line. Oh. The, the thousand yard stare. Oh. He's <laughs> <laughs> um, not wrong. Right. You don't do that to John Wick, as we find out. Yes. Right? Uh, as long as Pulp Fiction is still fresh in our memory. That yeah. also has one of my favorite one word lines. Ah. <laughs> which is when Marcellus Wallace is crossing the street. He turns to Bruce Willis and goes, Mother. 
motherfucker. Fucker. Right. <laughs> there, there are so many insanely quotable lines. Some of my favorite lines in Pulp Fiction are the ones <clears throat> that you don't hear quoted all the time. Like, yeah. um, Jules, if you give that fucking Nimrod a thousand dollars, I'm going to blow his head off right here. <laughs> um, like, uh, the, the oh god, I'm sorry. I'm gonna gush about oh, Pulp yeah. Fiction here, like the, the, where they're searching for the, the needle to the adrenaline <laughs> to stab into Uma Thurman to wake her up. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I need, I need. All right, what I need is a big fat black magic marker. And then he like looks back at them like they're supposed to get it. He goes, uh, a, f- "A fucking you have it? A black magic marker? A fucking found pen?" <laughs> <laughs> Well, why don't you keep the instructions with the, with the needle? I don't know. Stop asking me. <laughs> God, I almost feel I'm, I feel you know, for need- eleven goddamn dollars, I'm gonna be a real fucking good milkshake. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Goddamn, it's a pretty fucking good milkshake. Honestly, I feel the need to look up tropes because I'm I'm yeah. drawing a blank. I I thought of a good one here. All right, yeah. Um, yeah. The 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 person more tropes, more tropes. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two really good examples here. The person who through the entire plot of the movie. Uh, or book or TV show is bad and then turns out at the end to be good. Um, uh, TV tropes calls it calls this, and I believe this is a wrestling term, a heel face turn. Yeah, the heel face. Yeah, it is exactly a wrestling <laughs> okay. turn. Um, uh, good examples. It, this one is uh, in in uh, a, a literary piece and in a movie. Um, Boo Radley in uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Well, he was never bad. He was just misunderstood. Sure, right? Sure. Yeah, but basically, but like from the eyes, you're you're being told that story from the eyes of Scout. The audience basically. Sure. thinks he's bad. To sure. her, even if he wasn't, to her, he's bad. Yeah. Um. So to us, he's bad. Uh. You know, at least you know, uh, by curiously. I only um, dabble in evil. I experimented um, with evil in college. Right. I didn't yeah, enjoy it. Was, it um, wasn't really my whole life. I, know, know, I never. I never. It was a phase. I never inhaled yeah. evil. Right. <laughs> um, another good example is the uh, the old woman in. Um, this is going to sound really stupid. In a uh, uh, Home Alone two. No, that's all right. You're right. I never saw Home Alone two. Yeah. So there is this uh, this old woman who. Uh, basically Kevin's afraid of through the entire thing because she's like, you know, oh my God, there's a witch who lives there. This is old woman. Um, no, she's just a really nice old lady who ends up saving his life at the end of the movie. Um, who <laughs> yeah. she feeds the pigeons. Oh, and I and I and I love <laughs> stuff like that. Remember the um, remember the bird guy, the pigeon man from uh, Hey, hey Arnold. Arnold. Yeah, of course yeah, I do. Everyone thinks he's like a freak, and then of the, course you know Arnold being the you know the perfect person to grow up in a city like that yeah, you know yeah. he, he befriends the man and yeah oh that episode fucking makes me cry every yeah, time i, I think know about yeah, that's, oh. <laughs> oh i feel like i feel like there was some other where it's like uh oh well um uh beauty and the beast is probably the the quintessential Actually, example yeah. uh you know the beast is is he's always been good at heart he's he, well he's learned to be good at heart through through magical torture and and threat of uh becoming inanimate um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, there. Um, oh, Morty, Morty, Morty. my oh, goodness, my goodness, Morty, <laughs> Morty, Morty, you got you got to lay off the lay off the sauce. Yeah, uh, so I you're too young to be drinking, Morty. <laughs> I started looking for some tropes, uh, and I couldn't find any that really resonated. But I just remembered one. Oh, or I don't even know if this counts as a trope. Okay. It might be more of like a TV production technique. 
It's a reality TV thing. It could still count. Let's it's a thing that drives me nuts, and it, it popped up earlier because we were watching some YouTube, Morty. We were watching a we were watching a, a clip of it's from interdimensional YouTube, Morty. Definitely, without a doubt, hands down, one of my one of my favorite programs of my life is Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares. Yeah, without a doubt. What, what showed up? I'm uh, so here's something. It's something that popped up. It wasn't. We didn't talk about it, but it was definitely in the clip we watched. Where which was the clip is like Gordon is being served a piece of steak, a filet mignon, as it, as it would happen inside like a roof shingle, like a rounded <laughs> clay Mexican clay yeah, sort yeah. of roof shingle, and the shingle <laughs> of a mavila. Yeah, and now it looks perfectly delicious. If you were, I mean, I don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong, but looking at the shot of the steak with butter drizzling over it, I need it. It looked it's, just with your eyes. It's not. It's not even like it's like a crusty, dirty shingle with like fucking mortar all no. over it. It's like a he, like he picked it up from the fucking hardware store that day or something. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's obviously a clean shingle. It's, it's it's a weird presentation. It's like, but it's, it's it's probably no different from just a clay plate. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Now the thing that that I noticed. And it's a thing that will it will affect all of your TV viewing experience is the sounds they use that you don't think about. So they cut to a close-up shot of the filet mignon, and the chef is drizzling <laughs> butter with garlic over it. And then an entire brass section going, Boom. Yeah, you hear like a like, kind of like screechy noise, and then you hear like a... Yeah, <laughs> because they're like dumping garlic butter over it. They add like a squirty noise. They They... They they uh they shrieky violin it and they make it look like oh no because your brain goes wait that's bad those are bad sounds <laughs> right right but yeah. your eyes say fucking cover me in that stick right right <laughs> I noticed this is why I feel like I'm such a fucking snooty TV snob because I notice that shit all the time and oh, yeah, I me too. automatically turn it off when I see that so I, like I've always been everybody used to hate me because I would just. Like, I, I'm the worst person to watch TV with because I'll be like, ah, you know, no, this I'm, is fucking stupid. I don't like it. No, it doesn't make you a snob. What it means is that you're aware that you're being manipulated right. by the I media don't like that. that you're watching. That's why I, most of my favorite TV shows are TV shows that I think everybody would agree with are, like, the best. You know what I mean? Sure. Yes. The best TV shows. My favorite TV shows are the best. The best. <laughs> right. I really like but, Garfield and Friends. But well, see, it's, it's a big difference between high drama and stuff like that. Right. It's like sure. If 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 TV's comfortable in its silence, mm-hmm. right. if it's, it's if it if it lets you absorb things without the very simple tricks of manipulating how you feel about a thing, right? Because because it it it's never just. It's never just what you're shown on the screen and what they're saying. It's everything else. It's how the shot is framed. It's what music is playing. Mm-hmm. It's it, you know. Remember, um, uh, you know the the classic example of of fucking uh, you know Big Bang Theory without the canned laughter. <laughs> oh, <God>. Yes, <laughs> you know it's it's just people making shitty jokes with awkward pauses in between. Sure. Any sitcom. Any mm-hmm. sitcom. Any mm-hmm. sitcom. Um, or, fu- or fucking uh, the Wonder, Wonder Years, Years without with- the monologue. Right. It's just people <laughs> staring at each other. I bet Pete and Pete was the same way. Yeah, yeah. That's a show that was really narrator heavy. Like older Pete was talking over every yeah. scene. Yeah. yeah, Pete and Pete was great though. I love that show. Pete oh, and Pete fantastic. was I think yeah. just as good as the Wonder Years. Remember Mr. Softy? Yeah, Mr. Softy. Pete, uh, Pete and Pete, I I feel like helped a lot of our generation kind of embrace the weirdness of the world yeah. and love it right. rather mm-hmm. than rather than like just kind of. 
accept it as accept weirdness as a part of life. Yeah. I still think that the '90s, in particular, the mid to late '90s, were a high point for absurdism. Yeah, yeah. And sure. Then, and then, like, basically, that's when you get shit like Mr. Show. And, and, yeah, you yeah. Know. And then yeah. after we invaded Iraq, I feel like <laughs> there was no for room. the second time. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. There was no room for for this aggression. Will not stand. This aggression against Kuwait. <laughs> this aggression did not stand. Right. No. Yeah. In fact, it fell twice <laughs> yeah. on September 11th, oh 2001. God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I can't no, believe I forgot no. about that. No. Oh, God. I forgot about the Alamo. Fuck. God damn no. it. <laughs> no. Never forget about the Alamo. No. Oh, God. Never. Um, oh, fuck. I forgot to set my clocks back for <laughs> daylight savings. <laughs> you never forget to set back the clock. Oh, shit. I forgot about September. <laughs> no, never forget. It's no. one of the 12. It's, there's re- only 12 of them. Do you them. remember the, the 21st night of September? No, I fucking forgot. I, forgot, I forgot about when we used to talk. <laughs> we were so young and innocent then. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> how we all began? Um, uh, no, yeah. So I don't know. I feel like the '90s was a great period for that kind of thing. Of yeah. like, there was a height of absurdism. Yeah, and, uh, and I kind of feel like that like went away in a big way afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Like the world became really serious, and I kind of think we're now that we have been. I don't know. We're like out subjected of, to the worst part of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, like we're out of like we're out of all the big military presences, you know. Like we're kind of you know now there's room oh, for absurdism for again. Oh no, not for long. But like now there's not room for, for there's room for absurdism again. Do you oh, know what I mean? Yeah. In the national consciousness, there's room for the silly, which it, might be a really sure. great. At thing. least until China and both of the Koreas align against us. Yes, and then <laughs> and then we have no fancy electronic right. anything, and we're just like eating raw potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, I mean, it's going to be great. 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 I can, uh, I can love us some, what are some we, potatoes. What are we up to here? What? Oh, we're hovering around uh, like an hour and a half. Oh, oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, we're doing good on time here. Yeah, we could, we could even, uh, we could keep going. Yeah, we could. Um, you got any other good tropes? Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm no. looking up random tropes on TV <laughs> yeah. tropes right now. This, uh, by the way, this is a great topic that I wish I had a little bit of uh, research time on because yeah. I feel like there's a lot um, of good tropes. So, okay, I thought of one while I was uh, taking a leak there. Um, oh, okay. How about, um, how about funerals always happening in the rain? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, just. Yeah, like, so my my favorite probably I would say my favorite TV show. Um is it six feet under? It's six feet under, uh, yeah. Uh it, it, it completely destroys all that. Oh, of course, the icon that looks like a die is the random button. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Fucking yeah, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, six feet under uh, completely that's one you basically never see a funeral in the rain. No, yeah. Because the highlight is is the family around that environment. <clears throat> I feel like the um, point of that show is that death happens as it happens. Sure. It's never whether convenient. you like it or not. Right. It's yeah. never. In fact, as as far as an anti death trope show goes, like that that sure. that that show shows that death is ordinary, common. Right. Uh, it's not preceded by any things that you expect to trigger, you know, the, that event. It's just, <laughs> death happens randomly. Right. And it's quite often sterilized. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To make it easier, make acceptance easier later. 
Yeah, you mean like on television in general, or like just in, in general yeah. in life? Right, like we clean sure. it up. We, we clean it yeah. up. It's cleaned up. Yeah. There's a, people want a neat narrative funeral. There's a great. Uh, there's a, a part in that show, um, really early on, uh, where Nate uh, Junior is uh, is talking about when he was backpacking and he went through Italy and he's like, we're on this tour boat and we see this family in. In Italy, who's who's there's on this little rickety boat, and they're sailing this casket, um, you know, to to the family on the shoreline to, yeah. to get carried up to get buried. And when the boat hits the ground, they're just they're like banging on the casket, you know. What yeah. I mean? it's like that is so un-American. Like yeah. that is, it's, it's so completely different from what we do here. It's like this. It's yeah. It's like, yeah. like, it's like you like would a, never punch a casket, right? Never. No, it's this clean, you know, death fucking sucks. Do you know that there are places in the world, and I can't remember specifically where it's most common, but but people will pay people to come and professionally wail at their funeral. They used to, I know that. It's a service you can buy to this day. That's a tradition that, that dates back to uh, at least to ancient Egypt. Um, I believe it, When, yeah. when uh, people that could afford it would pay people to come and mourn at their funerals. Yeah. And like to freak out, to to do things like pound the casket, cry, collapse, right? yeah, have someone carry them out of the room and give them smelling salts. Right. Meanwhile, if like one of my friends died, I don't need to get paid to you know to do that. Yeah, right. It's our you know it's and, our and they don't need you to right. They don't need that. They're gone. Right. Right. Um, so on a lighter note, um, I'm looking at I'm looking at some random tropes, and it occurs to me that that um, what we now consider like treasured literary archetypes are you know are also tropes. Yes. Uh, Brave knight slays the dragon and frees the damsel in distress. Ah oh, man, total trope. Shrek. That that plays Shrek. itself out all the time. It plays itself out to great comedic effect in in Shrek. Yeah. yeah. Um, as you said, uh, it you know. It it gets uh, there. I go saying you know again. That should be a trope. Uh, <laughs> no, you know what? You said this to us, and uh, I have not listened uh, back enough to to too many recent episodes to catch up. But you feel like you say you know a lot. I never notice it in the moment. I, I don't either. But it's it's something <clears> that <throat> when I when I listen back, I catch it, and yeah. it just bugs me or, a lot. Well, you said take a shot every time I say you know. I would respond and say take a shot every time I cut somebody off in the middle. <laughs> so I feel like I, I always just dominate this. Yeah, you know our dynamic is our dynamic, and it's whatever it is. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. None of this matters. None of this matters. Um, but yeah, the the classic archetypes that we that we have in our heads of like the hero, the the resourceful trickster hero who can, you know, beguile his way out of any situation. Yeah. You know, that's as old as Odysseus. Sure. Um, and it's it's something that we uh in uh in modern culture, you know, it it shows up a lot and we don't we don't really see it all the time, but the but the best heroes are usually if they're not stronger than their opponents, they're at least smarter than yeah. their opponents. How about can we just talk briefly about act structure and how frustrating it is when you know movies well enough? Yeah. Like it's... there's this thing of like if you watch enough movies, you get to that you you like you see like the the moves of the movie and it's not necessarily tropes even although maybe it is. You see this thing of like you know Ow. Morty, you all right? Yeah. Morty. Morty. 
Are you okay, Morty? Yeah, no. You ever have a burp get caught in your throat and it fucking hurts? Yeah. yeah. I get that with farts all the time. Yeah, right in your oh, butt no. and it hurts. Then you gotta like either suck it back in or force it out. <laughs> suck that fart back in. <laughs> you gotta suck that fart. You gotta get, get that meat. Um, so like there's this thing that you can always see happening in movies. In particular, I'm thinking about the the end of the second act, begin beginning of the third act. It drives me fucking nuts every time I see it. Is like, <laughs> like you 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 start with the beginning of the movie and some people come together randomly for some cause and then they like begin to ascend up this like peak, the rising action you know of like things are getting good and then they encounter their first big test or whatever. Maybe that goes okay, and then there's a rise and then eventually there's a fall off and the characters are at their lowest point. Yeah. How will they ever continue? Right. Everything seems doomed and lost. A a motivational speech, uh, a previously forgotten character that shows up again at the eleventh hour. Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> a a a uh, a Gandalf the White, if you will. Right. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, like I said, a motivational speech, but also like like the sudden collective determination to Around. do the thing. Was it? Yeah. Was it over when the the Germans? But wait, was it over when the Japanese bomb pearl? Or no, it was the Germans bomb pearl. <laughs> or uh, no, it, it occurs no, to someone. Your no, it's got to be your bull. It occurs to someone. Oh wait, I still have this. Or like, right. or or like, well, maybe maybe it's not so hopeless. I I took this off the bad guy when he wasn't looking. Yeah. And then everyone goes, oh, my God, it's the epic bad guy killing thing. <laughs> Excuse me, blacksmith. Do you happen to have? <laughs> Uh, Eleven uh, dozens have of a howitzer, yeah, dozens of perfectly smoothed out pyramid structures about an inch in diameter, right here in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like doesn't that, doesn't that guy like like that? Doesn't that drive you insane when you're watching a movie and you can see it doing the moves? Sure, like uh, like oh, everyone's real sad now, and I can't imagine. Allow what's me to allow me next. to counter that with a, an example of how to do it right. Sure. The original Star Wars trilogy. Okay. Act one, <laughs> characters come together, uh, overcome their first objective. Act two, uh, characters uh, encounter further uh, trials and tribulations. They, by the end, they're on the Death Star and they lose Obi Wan. Right. Okay. Well, I'm talking about like the the second movie in general. Oh, okay. Oh, sure. So sure. You know, first triumph, blowing up the Death Star. Uh, Second movie, entirely just Luke and friends getting their asses kicked. Sure. Trials and tribulations. End of the movie, everybody's at their lowest point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke has okay, so no you're hand. you're talking about it as a, as as a whole. Overall, as yeah. a whole. Luke has no hand. Han is kidnapped. Probably dead. <laughs> you know, everybody's <laughs> yeah. at their lowest point. Beginning of Act 3, there's a bunch of Wookiees. Or, uh, Wookiees. There's a bunch of... Uh, <laughs> Oh God! What are these Ewoks? Ewoks. There's Ewoks everywhere. Yeah, Wookies, little Wookies. Yeah, they're tiny Wookies, yeah. basically. Yeah, <laughs> kids in furry suits. That's yeah. They're, yeah, they're all basically uh, what's his name from Life's Too Short? Yeah, right. uh, Warwick Davis. Warwick yeah, Davis. Davis. Bunch of Warwick Davis running around. Yeah, right. Yeah, but that's a good example of how to do that, where you can see it happening. Yeah, but you don't care because it's you know what I mean. I mean, really, yeah. that's that's all. Any, anything with action in it, in particular, that's all of them. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you know what I mean? This is kind of a meta trope that came up uh, on my continual random clicking. It's popular. Now it sucks. Yeah, right. I, I, <laughs> saw, I saw that when I was looking. That was a thing that keeps coming up. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah which which ties into uh, to gatekeeping. 
which is which is wonderful. Like, oh, you like the new Star Trek movies? Well, have you watched all of the original and also TNG and DS9 and Voyager? Well, you can't. You're not really a Star Trek fan, then, are you? I yeah. hate that. I can't yeah, stand that. Nuts too. If you like the new Star Trek movies, that's right. fine. I would highly recommend that you <laughs> that you watch at least Next Generation. But yeah. I've seen a, a a a pretty decent amount of Deep Space Nine, some of the Next de- Generation. And then basically Star Trek two, three, five, six. Well, gotcha. you haven't you haven't seen Voyage Home though. You haven't no. seen the one with the whales. <laughs> I, I not all the way How through. How do you no. know? You didn't invent it. <laughs> not all the way through. No, I, I wrath. I was wrath. Gracie is pregnant. <laughs> I was a wrath of Khan guy. I was a wrath of Khan guy. Oh well, yeah, of course. I mean. How could you not be one of the greatest sci-fi films ever made? Oh, featuring featuring one of the greatest dialogue scenes between two characters ever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> while we're talking about uh, movies and, and 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 while we still have a little bit of this uh, act structure thing going on, we talk about the best action movie ever, Die Hard. Die Hard, yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. Die Hard to me does all its moves super subtly. Oh yeah. Yeah. In a way that like a lot of these movies like like you know like I'm, like I'm saying a lot of the things that drive me nuts is like when you, they telegraph the moves through the the hero's arc, the lowest point, the yeah. the re-rally, all that. It I feel like that movie does it very subtly. There's also there's also the subtle transition from just John doing his job and trying to survive. Yeah. Uh t- Transitioning gradually into his wife becoming a personal MacGuffin. A yeah. MacGuffin. Yeah. Right. right. We got another MacGuffin. Um, yeah. Which, and it's great too because Holly McLean is is herself a, a smart person and it's demonstrated consistently throughout the movie. So right. she, you know, she does as much to help the effort as John does. Yeah. Um, just with less shooting and right, actual, right. you know, police work. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're right. I it, feel like all the beats are kind of subtle. Like, like, I don't feel like you, I don't feel like in that movie you notice what they're doing in a way. Like, John McClane's transition from, like, ordinary dude to action hero, which is, like, a huge transition. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't feel, it doesn't feel uh, artificial. No. That, that's because John McClane is practically pissing himself throughout the whole thing. Right. He's like, right. shit, John, shit, John. Yeah. <laughs> He's the also fuck you've gotten yourself into man. He, he's also fucked up by the end of the movie. Right, his feet are cut and bloody. Yeah, it's like the famous scene of him like getting away from everybody. He had to run through broken glass to get away. Yeah, yeah. and he's dragging himself with his it's arms like, into the bathroom as blood. It's after is, that cubicle scene, right? yeah, where they right. just like yeah. blow glass all around him. Right. Yeah, and yeah. he's like he's he's crawling backwards, like like backstroking into the bathroom to pick the glass out of his feet. Yeah. Like, he's fucked up by the end of that movie. He's not in good shape. In a way, it's almost a lesson to, like, commit to the premise even harder. So, right. like, yeah. if an ordinary commit guy... Commit hard. Commit hard. Commit hard. <laughs> and with a vengeance. Yes. Uh, and another day. And another day. <laughs> and harder. Right. But if, if, if you're going to have a hero who is an ordinary dude, do that. Do it really effectively. Like, make him a really ordinary Wubba guy. Wubba lava dub dub. Sorry. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's exactly what makes John McClane so appealing is he's, right. he's, you know, he's a guy with training, so he has some sense of what he should do, but he's reacting like any one of us would in that situation, which yeah. is, which is at first is pretty much panic. Yeah. It's pretty much like, you know, what the fuck is it? You know, it's not just like a, you know, 
it looks like it's time to take out the trash. Right. <laughs> it, he acts very much like a, a normal person would. Yeah, it sort in of that feels situation. like movies are often too precious with their leads. It's like you know, if you're gonna damage them, if you're gonna show their lowest point, if you're gonna like actually mess the character up, mess them the fuck up. But like, then Die Hard does that. Yeah, you don't feel like it's walking you through something safe because he's getting brutalized and he still wins. And then when he when he's got the upper hand. He knows, you know. He brags about it. He's yeah, kind right. of, he's kind of an asshole, yeah, exactly. right? He's, yeah. he's kind of an actual dickhead. Also, an audience. You should insert. have heard the sound your brother made when I snapped his fucking neck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's something to think about. Like, like it's, it's. Uh, movies do that exact progression all the time. That movie does it somehow differently, and I wonder. You know what well, we can learn from that. Well, because being aware of tropes makes you better able to defy them. It's like you know you got to know the rules before you break the rules. Sure. Um, Joss Whedon is really good at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you know, apart from Firefly, of course, he also directed the first Avengers, um, uh, which you know uh, one of the most memorable scenes is where Loki is is uh, you know he he starts shouting at at the Hulk and say you know I am a god you dull creature. And mid sentence, Hulk just picks him up by the leg and starts throwing him around <laughs> right. like a rag doll, you know. Right. Um, or the scene we watched in, in Firefly Fire, I was just the other say, night, right. where it's like, "I will hunt the galaxy for you," and such, and just kicks him into the motor, <laughs> into, into the, the turbine right. engine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What a beautiful scene right. that was. <laughs> I'm, I'm immediately into that show now because of that. Yep. That was like, me. yeah, fuck you, just blow. Because I even said while I'm watching, I'm like, shoot him. Like just yeah, yeah. Kill I remember shoot that. Up. I remember that. I was like, oh man, I can't wait for him to see <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah. Like, just fucking that shoot w- him. That was the moment too that I <sighs> that I also yeah. decided I was gonna watch through the rest yeah. of the series. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Because what it is, is it's showing you as a very astute viewer of media. Yes. I know what you're expecting. <laughs> I'm willing to blow that shit up. Nathan yeah. Fillion is going to do the sensible thing that you want him to do. Right. Yeah. Right. He's going to do the thing that you as the viewer know has to happen. Right. But nobody does because it doesn't make for an, it, like a round arc. Right. Yeah. He's going to kick a guy into a goddamn, you know, uh, turbine. Mal has no honor. Yeah. He just... <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't give a shit. He's not gonna like let the guy go for right. because he's a sporting hero. Yeah, right. He's kind of a piece of shit. Incidentally, that's why I really like Joss Whedon did a movie called uh, Cabin in the Woods, which uh, <laughs> wait, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Is that the one I'm thinking of? The horror so movie, it was the one where se- everything goes insane. It was, send, it was a send up of horror movies. Did yeah. it feature the wall around the yep. thing? And mm-hmm. what's his name from the West Wing? Yes, yes. Oh fuck me um, sideways! What an incredible movie! <laughs> yeah, Drew and I saw that movie in the theater one day when we were just bored. She like had me come see a movie. We went to go see it. We were the only two people in the theater. We had no idea what was going going to happen. Yeah, I saw like awesome no movie. no previews for this movie, and by the end of it, we were both like. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. No, it's, it's it's without a doubt the best quote unquote horror movie I have ever. Because it starts out, you know, and you're like the the opening is them in the if for you know I'm gonna try not to spoil anything here. The opening is them in the like the control room, and you're like, what the fuck is happening? And then it's standard horror movie fare, and then everything starts to seem a little funny. Yeah, the best way to describe this without spoiling the premise. And if you're listening to this, just go watch. You know, actually, if you're listening to this and you have no idea what Cabin in the Woods is, this is the (laughs) only recommendation from this show that I would like, like 
with all of my being drive to stand you. by. Yeah. Just watch Cabin in the Woods. It's yeah. So just watch it. Just per- watch it. Particularly if you're a fan of film. Yes, if you love movies, all watch films. It. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Is is again, like I said, tropes are kind of rules for for storytelling and filmmaking. Storytelling, by its very nature, has to have some kind of structure and some kind of meaning behind it. And the byproduct of that are tropes that allow a viewer to. They're conveniently packaged sets of rules that that allow a viewer to to understand immediately what's going on. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, but once you understand why tropes are there and what purpose they serve, because tropes are not a bad thing. Tro- no, the- tropes must necessarily be a part of the storytelling <clears throat> process. But once you understand why they're there and they understand their purpose, then you can start to break them, and that's when shit gets really fun. Right. Yeah, right. tropes arise out of basically the the collective science of like telling stories and what we have decided are like necessary Standards. structures yeah. that make stories work. Right. The hero's journey is a trope, if you want to be that specific. And it's mm-hmm. the one of the oldest mm-hmm. and most codified forms of telling a story. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's basically see, a trope. See also the begun of Tigtone. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the begun of Tigtone. Farewell, ghost wizard. <laughs> or die trying. <laughs> Um, I, I think about like uh, okay, the, one of my favorite movies ever is The Vitch, which I've recommended on the show before. Uh-huh. So good. Fucking love that movie. It, that's a movie that you you want to think is a horror movie, and it's not. Right. Like, if you watch that movie as a horror movie, you're not going to have a good time because it's not a horror movie. I can see. I see what you're I saying. Think it's psycholog- I think it's psychological terror. It, it, it it's, it's, a, it's not really horror. I I, I look at I, I watch that as a character study. You're watching this. You're watching what happens to this family. And it kind of did, like, spoiler alert, I think I've said this before on the show, this exact sentence. Spoiler alert, if you watch The Witch, there is a witch, but it's yeah. revealed to you way early. Way early. Like, you know that there's 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 witches about, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So and somehow that's not the point. That's not the point. Crazy that's enough, not, that's not the point. If you watch that with, if you watch the movie with that being the point, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. That is not the point of that movie. Um, the point of that movie is to watch what happens to a family in isolation with, yes. with mm-hmm. an outward, you know what I mean? Yes, a family exiled a, a with no one but themselves to bounce off of with the knowledge of evil about them and trying and to hold together. Exactly, yeah. And if you watch it like that as, as a psychological character study... Yeah, that's that's, you know what I mean? But like that's, that's that just obliterates the horror movie trope. Yeah, um, you know it's it's you know there yeah there is a bad guy we know he's there we we know that there's witches there we don't care about that we're gonna talk about this do you know we what I know mean? if there is a UHD remaster of that movie available I don't know if not we're gonna, we need to get I it I would love to find that I have it on Blu-ray we're gonna I mean we're at some interval we're gonna watch that movie oh yeah I love that movie because the last time we watched it we watched it on my terrible TV <laughs> that was, like <laughs> the whole top left is just like a, a constellation yeah. of yeah. dead pixels right. Uh, <laughs> easily in my top five favorite films ever. Really good. Yeah, it does not exist yet on uh, UHD Blu-ray. I have it on Blu-ray. So. Regular Blu-ray is way good enough. Here's a here's a random one from uh, TV Tropes. Oh, Felony misdemeanor, where like you know three or four cops are called in to arrest someone for jaywalking, for instance. <laughs> yeah, for instance. For instance. Yeah, you know, uh, I saw a real life instance of that happening today, by the way. Oh. Yeah, someone, you know the shell right at the corner up here? Yeah. 
I drove by on my way to get a a, 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 a rage sandwich. Not a rage sandwich. A stress sandwich. And, and, uh, <laughs> I like rage sandwich. Better. I like rage sandwich, too. <laughs> I've, eat, I've eaten both, incidentally. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, I, but I drove past the shell. There's just, like, some young girl standing outside her car while two Austin Town cruisers with their lights on we're going through her back seat and in like interrogating her in front of the fucking gas station. Like I'm not uh, entirely sure why two, com- two completely two cruisers were necessary to deal with what was basically to my eyes a traffic stop at a gas station. Right. Yeah. Well, cuz well <laughs> because police state, let's face it. Yeah, <laughs> because police We were just state. talking about this the other day. And we're going to like be- before we break for the next part. Yeah. There's Man, there's a there's a reason why people don't trust the police. You know what? There are many reasons why people don't trust the police. Let's, yeah, let's just lay it out here. It's like the relationship between people and their police has definitely changed, and it is not Any, just like like a national thing. It's a local thing. Anytime I see one of those fucking like thin blue line flags, it's like, man, you are not paying attention at all. Yeah, yeah. I like okay. I don't want. Welcome to the three dudes (laughs) alienate half of the people that actually listen. I don't. I don't want a cop to just get randomly shot by a crackhead or anything either. That's a real ignominious way to go. But you know, if you're just unequivocally supporting the police, no matter what, you're just not paying attention at all. People have been given a couple of narratives to drop their heads into without thinking. All right, let me leave you with this trope. <laughs> Cops turning in their badges and guns. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my office. Not a real thing that doesn't exist. No. Get out of here, Bobrovsky. 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 Yeah, that's a great thing. Yeah. It's like, leave your gun in your badge, you son of a bitch. Yeah, like, that, the like I still have guns at home. That's <laughs> right. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that dude doesn't, like, leave all of right. his guns. Meanwhile, I don't know if you guys know this, police basically pay for their own guns when they take the job. Like, you got Yeah, it comes out of your, like... That's, that's kind of bullshit. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I, th- I, I, I'll tell you this. I'll give you that. It's, <laughs> I'll tell you this. I'm sitting here with a decidedly not entirely sure how you feel about the police attitude. Yeah. Possibly a negative one. I still, vo- I still voted for the police levy, yeah. and I know a lot of people did not. Possibly fine. And I get that. But I voted for the police levy. Mm. I, I didn't have to do that because I'm not in Austin Town. Right, it's an Austin Town thing. Yeah, but I voted for the police uh, levy. See, yeah. I'm, in, I'm in Youngstown. I didn't. Yeah. Do that. yeah, we had to vote for the Clean Water Initiative. Oh, really? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Is it a is it a fracking thing again? Yeah, it's fracking. It's yeah. fracking. Yeah. So I how, feel how? the earth move under, under my, my feet. feet. Yeah, I have a big. Well, my mom now has a big uh, crack uh, in her apartment yep, uh, in the ceiling. ceiling. Yeah, I've from, been watching from that the grow. earthquake. Yeah, I've been watching that grow for years. Yeah, that that happened uh, when we had the big earthquake that was on the news a couple years back from yeah. fracking. Yeah, like three or four. But years no, it's, ago. it's perfectly okay. It's a perfectly safe way of if I, it creates jobs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I right. yes, yeah. You know, yeah, you're right. Let's stop. I because, gotta go pee. Yeah. It, we um, can talk a lot about Jim. Je- Steve Jobs, who is a terrible father. A bad dad, <laughs> and probably not that. And by the way, according to an article I read today, 
uh, believed he didn't need to shower because of his vegan diet. I uh, read his that. co-worker said he smelled horrible. <laughs> right. Uh, horrible. Yeah. Steve Jobs, who is also a child molester. No, 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 but a bad dad and stinky. And I think that's enough. And also. <laughs> and also. A child. No, I mean, no. I mean, you can be molested by an odor. I'm, I'm right. confident. Your nose can. Um, uh, Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg have given rise to a, to a, a, a new trope that I that I have taken a, a lot of delight in, especially with Grand Theft Auto V, which is the visionary techie. Oh yeah, where sure. he, you know it's like some some fucking douchebag in trendy clothes who's like unveiling his newest version of his app. And yeah, it's 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 everywhere. Grand Theft Auto V does a great job of of parodying it, and then <laughs> the person in question in this game, you actually end up killing him. Yeah, for reasons that make perfect sense to everyone. Yeah, well, you, you don't mean to kill him. It, you're not oh. told the whole plan, but it's, yeah, okay. it's hilarious. I want to kill those fucking guys. <laughs> it's it's pretty great. It's pretty satisfying. I have to be. Let's take a break. Yeah, this is a good place to, to call it. We're going to take a break and come back with the final chapter of this episode, the episode 46 yes, of in, the Three Dudes podcast. In just a brief, but a moment, but a glance away. So stick around. Morty. Morty. Just gonna sneak past you there, and just we're just gonna finish off this episode right here. Oh, uh, oh, 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 we're gonna, uh, oh. This has been episode oh. forty-six, season two, episode fifteen of the Three Dudes Podcast. Uh, we're so happy to have you with us. Of course, our, our topic tonight, of course, was tropes. I think it was a. I, I think we yeah. had a lot of fun. We had that a lot a good of topic, ben. interesting yeah. things to talk about. Um, we are we like movies here. We like media. We do generally. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's it's good to talk about the kind of the things that make things tick. That's what I like. Yeah. Um, Morty. But now we're gonna get into recommendations, uh, uh, and I would I would like to recommend uh, uh, two things that are related to one another. Um, one is one is I'd like to recommend these nuts, right, guys? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> one is uh, generally necessary. Dwight, hold on, is it back? It's Do you back. hear that? It's back, man. You know what, asshole. Here's the thing. No, no. Listen. Here's the thing. We can we can hear it, but they probably can't. No, we we can definitely hear it. Horrible sound. God damn it, dog! What are you doing? It doesn't it doesn't pick up on the capture when you listen back. I don't. Well, I don't know. Boba is gnawing on a pork bone that is inside a metallic cup holder, and it is making a a real hell of a racket. It doesn't show up. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um. Anyway, um. Uh, anyway, my recommendation is a is a two part or two parts, two sides of the same coin. The first one you can probably do without the other if you're hosting a party or something. Um, but I, I want to recommend uh, the the free uh, community developed. I think it's community developed. I think people have made their own modifications to this. Um, but it's a it's a standalone music visualizer called Plane Nine. Um, Plane Nine uh, uh, was featured. Plane like airplane or plane like uh, P L A N E. Hmm. 
Um, Plane Nine, uh, uh, which was previously some some of its uh, visualizations were featured in Winamp, um, just runs off I believe just off a of standard like Direct 3D, um, but it's uh, it, it it also comes as a standalone music visualizer and you can kind of customize. There's elements that are that are standalone. It'll say there are elements that are uh, standalone, uh, foregrounded, background, and you can set up your own playlists for these visualizers and, and kind of shuffle them or mix them up how kind of however you want. And boy, oh boy, uh, in in like just you know 60 frames per second, it looks incredible. Um, it's good to it's good to have on if you're playing music at a party. Uh, you know, just get everything randomized and put some transitions in there. It's real cool, um, lots of lots of real gorgeous looking visualizations, and I'm sure there's there's more that I I just I haven't discovered, downloaded yet. Um, again, this is totally free. Plane Nine, hmm. um, which leads into my second recommendation. If you're not using your recommendation, you mean. my recommendation <laughs> is that if you are not using your desktop computer with two monitors. You're doing it wrong, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Once you go to two monitors, you will never be able to go back. Uh, it, it affords you so much more workspace, so much more space for fucking around. And I, I recommend two monitors, having two monitors specifically. There's two of them. Two of them. Two, <laughs> two of them. Fun fact about old Ben, <laughs> two monitors. <laughs> two of them. I've got two of them. He's got two of them. Two, two of them. Um, <laughs> uh, once you once you start doing two monitors, you won't go back. But it, but it's nice when you're doing some work in in one monitor and you've got some like like real intense music plan, and the the second monitor is just plain nine visualizations. Yeah, it's nice. super nice, especially when it's just like nice and dark out. You don't have work in the morning. You can just like have have all these you know just just lights blasting you know right at you. Yeah, you know. I, I get kind of intense when I'm when I'm just like fucking around on my computer and I'm you know just listening to my to my music and and uh, and fucking around on the internet. You know, I'll add to your recommendation to say that like yes, every time I go to my office to work, I have a nice set of two displays plus my laptop monitor that I work off of. I have a very hard time at home working off of one tiny little laptop display. Yeah, like just yeah. productivity, just. You just need more space, like, right. like I really like I I hate working without another monitor. Yeah, it dual and yeah, uh, you know, anyone who's who's ever attempted it can tell you dual monitors are not difficult to set up. Right, most Gee. most computers these days, in fact, probably all computers these days, and certainly uh, most expansion based video cards uh, that fit into your standard PCIe slot uh, will come with more than one video out. Yeah. So, you know, it's not inconceivable. Like, I've got one hooked up to HDMI and one hooked up to uh, DVI-D. And it's 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 super easy. Windows accommodates multiple monitors very easily through its display options, which are, you know, very intuitive. Uh, and you can set them up in whatever, you know, you got to position them in whatever orientation you have yeah. um, uh, in Windows. Now, what I really want, ideally, is a three by three grid. Well, tell me what you want. What you really <laughs> I want? I want nine monitors in front of my face. Fuck. All of them 
each one has like eight of the Wilford Brimley diabetes video, <laughs> and they're all playing at the same time. Yeah, that's really what that's I the want. dream. Man. I have Wilford. Br- <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have Wilford. I have Wilford Brimley. If you ever want to see I, him again, I, I, I am I diabetes. Am, <laughs> I'm diabetes, and I have Wilford Brimley. <laughs> Wilford Brimley, Wilford Brimley, Wilford Brimley. I've been considering expanding to a third monitor, honestly. Yeah, it's not a bad idea, actually. I mean, you know, it's it's. I think it's actually kind of like the 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 gamer home default kind of thing of like like two monitors is great. Yeah. Three is basically ideal. Right. I only need I only need the one for gaming. The one. Uh, yeah. My my main monitor, you know, uh, goes at 144 hertz. Yeah. So, you know, it can display up to that much in terms of frame rate without any uh, tearing. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> two monitors. Once you go two monitors, you will never go back. It's it's extra it's work. It's classic trope. It's extra space you never. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Once you have two monitors. Everyone always says. You're going to get diabetes. <laughs> everyone always says classic trope. You have two monitors. You got to watch your blood sugar constantly all day long. <laughs> What are you Wilford doing? Brimley, and I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes. All right. Actually about <laughs> this is what we're doing now. And how it's affected me in my life. Diabetes testing supplies. Also, when I was first diagnosed, I, uh, I, was <laughs> I just wanted to hear him say diabetes. Diabetes. No one says diabetes like Wilford Brimley. Diabetes. Oh, it's, it's also diabetes. It's yeah, not, it's not diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. I'm Wilford Brimley, and I have diabetes. I'm Wilford Brimley, right? and as you can tell by my... Blah, 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 I have diabetes. And diabetes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so those are my recommendations. Plane Play 9, a uh, great free nice. standalone music visualizer. Is it just a Winamp plugin, or is it like a standalone? It's a standalone thing, but okay. um, but it also... I know for for the last uh, kind of years of Winamp's life, it, it, it did come standard as a plugin. Um, nice. So so it can be used, but but yes, it, it can be a standalone visualizer for just for um, you know whatever sounds are coming out of your system. Okay, um, which is which is super nice. Nice, especially if you're like me and you like to just blast music through your headphones. Yes. Um, so yeah, uh, check that out, and then also get two monitors because what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, come on, you got stuff to do, man. Come on, what are you gonna do? You gonna have your whole screen taken up by Grand Theft Auto and not have another screen right. with dedicated with to porno? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you not gonna jack off while you play Far Cry? Like right. my, like my, my uh, scrub, my fucking se- <laughs> scrub. Thank you. My setup, for instance, incorporates like whatever I'm doing on my main monitor is my focus, uh, which is usually games or internet browsing, and then my my other monitor is Discord or Spotify. Or, yeah. or any other secondary programs that are that or are good. constant 4K streaming high quality pornography. Not on a 60 hertz monitor. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah my secondary still... monitor is only 60 hertz. It reminds me, by but... the way, while we were moving your stuff the other day, we had like all your boxes of books, and I was like exhausted from carrying like this box into the apartment. Two of them. Two, yeah. two boxes of books. Yeah. That I'm never going to read. And I sent the <laughs> second one down on top of the first one, and then went, Jesus Christ, Chris's pornography is heavy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, maybe, maybe implying. Imp- implying. Implying. I'm, implying. Implying I have things in books. <laughs> implying I just don't have 
an entire government database full of porn that I look up. <laughs> I've hacked into all the government and corporate secrets. <laughs> all right, so uh, recommendations. Who wants to go next? I'll go. All right. Uh, I'm going to recommend something to the audience that I think I already recommended to you guys off air uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, my buddy Ross was in town. Um Back from uh, actually working in the oil fields in Texas. That's right. Everyone um, knows Ross from uh, episode, whatever episode it was. Yeah. This show. <laughs> right. Uh, he came back in town. We went to uh, a bar. It's not even a, you can't call it a bar. To, <laughs> is it a watering to, hole? To call this place a bar is is to do, um, to do it a grave injustice. It's not a bar. Um, oh, it, it, I know what you're talking. Yeah, like, call, call it a taco cart or restaurant. It's like it's like it's like the alcoholics equivalent of TCBY. It, yes, um, no, it's the better what? thing, Ben. It's better. Uh, it's better than a bar. It's a place downtown called the Whistle and Keg. Oh, oh okay, uh, okay. It's on uh, West Federal. I get what you're saying. Uh, basically, the premise: it's just like a frozen yogurt place, but with beer. Um, so he <laughs> has little kegs set up behind um, this gigantic wall uh, of of taps. <laughs> That's what I have to say about that. Mor- Morty? No, Wubble of a Dub Dub. Oh, God. I'm sorry about that one. Yeah, Ooh. Ooh. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah keep, give, just keep doing that, please. <laughs> Thank you. Just wave that Wubba, Wubba anywhere but here. Dub Dub. <laughs> Anywho. My anyway. Anus, my anus is in great pain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, the Morty. <laughs> Morty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, stop! My god, just let's get back on. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, oh god, this is derailed yep. completely. Yep. Uh, the place is called the Whistle and Keg. It is, yes. I wouldn't call it a bar because it's kind of like a self serve place. Uh, basically, how it works is you put a credit card up at the, at the bar um, and they'll charge you by the ounce. Yes, the um, Dave and Buster's of alcohol. Yeah, right. Yeah, you, get a you, card. you put you put a card up, and then uh, you get a little wristband, a little electronic wristband. You tap your wristband up to whatever beer you want to try. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, what's happening to you right now? <laughs> just, or are you just <laughs> chuckling to yourself? What has happened to this show? I'm about we used to run a good, clean show. I'm thinking about how great that's going to sound on the record. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that part's going to sound beautiful. <laughs> It's solid Dolby 5.1. We all stop and let it happen somehow. <laughs> what is happening? My God. What time is it? What are we doing? Anyway. Anyway. The, the, my so favorite you, use of anyway. Self-serve your own beer. Yes. yes. Uh, so there's uh, yes, Morty. several rows of glasses underneath the, the taps. <laughs> you tap your wristband up to the tap. You get to pick whatever beer you want, yeah, and it'll, uh, you know, you, it goes by the ounce. So you, they have a price per ounce, and you get to sample what you want to sample. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? I got, I got the giggles. <laughs> what is happening to our show? <laughs> Whistle and keg downtown, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. I can't. You're just picturing that nice meaty fart. 
just rippling through the ears of the unsuspecting fucks who are listening right now. That's so funny. Oh my god, a okay, nice, fuck. hot, sloppy fart fuck. right in your ears, brought to you by your favorite three idiots. This is really why we bought all this equipment, man. So you mm-hmm. hear my flatulence. No, yes, we def, bought yeah. this equipment for hundreds of dollars <clears throat> to capture a nice, sloppy, wet fart <laughs> right. right in your ears. So, um... <laughs> Whistle and gag. You get the wristband. You pay for the. Yeah, yeah. you hold it up to the thing. It's Whis- like Dave and Buster's. That's, Dave, that's, whistle and gag. That's such a great idea. Like, I haven't been to Whistle and Keg, but I've been to its counterpart in Cleveland, which is called Wild Eagle. Mm. Um, and mm. you, they give you, like, a plastic card that you, you hold up to the yeah. thing. And it'll, you know, it'll track, like, because it's by the ounce. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's just like filling up your gas tank, except right. you're getting drunk. Right, yeah. And it, it's great. We went in there and we're like, ah, we, you know what? We're not going to drink a whole lot. We're just going to sample some stuff. That is not what happened. Incidentally, we ended up uh, drinking a lot of beer. Um, yeah. But it's 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 nice because he the, the cool thing is when you walk in there, it's never the same beers that are there. He changes the kegs out. Nice. So you get different beers every time you go in there. It's like one keg and then it's gone. And then you get something new that you get to sample the next time you come in. Yeah. So it's called the Whistle and Keg. Really cool. Uh, it actually features a whistle from Youngstown Sheet and Tube before it all got. Oh, sweet! Yeah, so yeah. like that's the that's the official, like the sign outside is big whistle. Um, you know, uh, I went to a similar place in uh, Ed, uh, God, what is it up? There Edmonton, by? Alberta. No, what's the uh, right across from Fort Wayne, Indiana? A is, Phoenix, is it Arizona. Toledo? Yeah. Oh, my fucking God. Toledo. There's a place called Reset, and they have like an arcade, which is all free, which is super right, cool. Right, right. And you just pay for the beer or the food, whatever you get. And they had like a card instead of a wristband. So you put your card into the slot by the tap, you pull it out. And then you just, you know, pour your, you know, by the ounces, whatever you're drinking. And uh, we learned that you Fresh shouldn't... cow semen. Fresh cow semen. Fresh. Yeah. Right off the teat. Right out of the or cow's the pussy. Penis. <laughs> yeah. Or, or as they call it in Canada, bull's Or milk. wherever semen comes from, right. I don't know. Straight out of the cow's pussy. <laughs> the armistice way. <laughs> Reach that arm into an armistice pussy. <laughs> Pull out that bull semen. Uh, but yeah, it was the same thing. We learned we should not share cards because it starts to, uh, it like it clocks how much you had. Yeah. So if you share a card, it assumes you drank like four beers in an hour, and it right. goes, no, 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 like you're done. <laughs> but uh, no, I definitely want to go to the whistle and keg. Why are you pulling a blade on me? Oh, right I'm now? just nothing, nothing. Oh, okay. It's playing with it, man. Yeah, it's not terrifying to me there's a lot of interesting sounds happening in in this recommendation segment <laughs> uh, um, yes but uh david what is your recommendation i have a quick one i will make it quick um farts notwithstanding i'm sorry i have a recommendation and that is that oh, God, i told Christ. you guys about this earlier yeah chuck tingle has a fucking yes. podcast. Now, if you don't know who Chuck Tingle is, let what me... What the fuck is wrong with allow, you? Allow, allow me to illuminate who Chuck Tingle is. He is a uh, Amazon-published, like self-published author who writes a whole lot of what he refers to as tinglers. He is, um, he is the greatest erotic novelist of our generation. Yeah, he is Miles Upshore investigating <laughs> 
Chuck Tingle is the author of such novels as... Not novels, they're short stories, definitely. Sure. Professor T-Rex teaches me gayness. <laughs> Unicorn Butt Cops Beach Patrol. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> the, the list is eternal. Um, things like, turned gay by the existential dread that I may actually be a character in a Chuck Tingle book. <laughs> Or slammed by my slammed by my handsome fidget spinner. What? Yes, <laughs> of why course. not? Uh, so of Chuck Tingle is a prolific <laughs> author of uh, literotica. Definitely all gay literotica. Uh, you can find most of it. I guess. Yeah, it's definitely all gay. <laughs> Uh, most of the titles begin with the phrase "pounded by my own" or, or "pounded in the butt by yeah. something." Yeah, um, I be I believe "pounded in the butt by my own butt" was uh, was yes, actually. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. And then there was one uh, "pounded in the butt by something." But, by pounded the in the butt by my novel. Pounded in the butt <laughs> by my own butt. That's right. So then, by the so the novel, <laughs> "pounded in the butt by my own butt," pounded Chuck Tingle in the butt. Yeah. Anyway, I I presume <laughs> he's, he's got self inserts. It's not very. Anyway, Chuck Tingle has a podcast now, in which people read his literatica. Um, <laughs> the podcast is called "Pounded in the Butt by My Own Podcast," <laughs> and I have listened to exactly one episode of this. Uh, I listened to it the other night. And I felt really uncomfortable, <laughs> in complete honesty. <laughs> you don't say. It's the kind of thing you should probably listen to just by yourself. Or only <laughs> with people that you really are comfortable. So, I, so I shouldn't pull this up at one of the public terminals in the library. No, and in fact, I will tell you, there was a recent Reddit Today I Fucked Up post <laughs> called Today I Fucked Up by Listening to Chuck Tingle's Podcast While My Water Meter Worker Was in My House or something like that. <laughs> A guy, came, I swear to you, this guy's story was the city required everyone's water meters to be replaced, so they sent a plumber, and he was listening to Chuck Tingle's podcast, and the dude abruptly left, and the city refused to reimburse him for the work. Like, the dude didn't finish, so he had to, like, hire his own plumber. Because, oh my god! Because, again, to be super clear, what's happening is it's, it's like, gay literatica. That maybe not everybody wants to hear. <laughs> like really, really stupid and weird gay literatica that no really one is getting stupid. off to ever. Right. Um, the episode I listened to <clears throat> was entitled Slammed in the Butt by My Handsome Laundry Detergent Pod. <laughs> by Justin, read by Justin McElroy. That's right. Now, Justin yeah. McElroy, if you don't know who he is, is He's one a of the golfer. He's no, that's Rory McBoring. Um, <laughs> Rory McNaught Tiger. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Rory Mc isn't Tiger Woods. Give up. Irish White Tiger Woods. <laughs> Phil Ju Mickelson's four way with another couple. Pounded in the butt by my overeager caddy. <laughs> that's probably out there. Um, uh, Justin McElroy is one of the three brothers involved in the podcast My Brother, My Brother and Me. Have you ever heard of this? Uh, it was a show on Nickelodeon. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not Nick. No, it can't be. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm fucking with you. They did do a yeah. show, but I think My it was Brother a, and Me was the show I'm, okay. I'm talking about. And it was they, they did do a My charming. Brother, My Brother and Me show, but I think it was on uh, uh, CISO, which is now owned by Verve. I don't know all these fucking apps. I know, <laughs> just, just like throwing shit out there. I know, I know CISO. Anyway. 
Uh, CISO is comedy specific. Gentlemen yeah, Lobsters right, right, right. was on CISO. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, that's right. Conroy's show. Yeah. So my recommendation is listen to any random episode of this podcast. They're all going to be good. I will tell you the titles quickly. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with this one here. Yeah. Bigfoot. Wait, hold on. Yeah, that's it. Bigfoot pirates haunt my balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bigfoot Pirates on My Balls is one. I'm gay for my living billionaire jet plane. Uh, there's Butt Wars Rogue Buns. Uh, pounded in the butt by my own butt. Read by Cecil Baldwin. No shit. Who is that? I get, I don't, I don't Alec know. Alec Baldwin. <clears throat> you know, distant Ward. Baldwin. Alec Baldwin's distant Baldwin. <laughs> Um, uh, his second Baldwin twice removed <laughs> anyway listen to Chuck Tingle's podcast yes Subscribe. listen to it maybe listen to it alone definitely <laughs> listen to it it's just here's the thing I learned while I was listening to it blast it out your window I was I realized it's just it's just gay sex I was yeah. like oh wait this is just gonna be like a funny no it's just it's just gay sex. So if you love gay sex, listen to it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not seri- it's not like satire, it's just gay literatica. It's with usually with some inanimate object yeah. involved in there that is also sentient. I thought it was gonna be funnier. And gay is true. I thought it was gonna be funnier. It's just gay sex. So <laughs> I mean, know. like, you know. Yeah. I like sex. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's you now know. imagine one of those women is instead a man who's a Tide Pod with rippling abs. There you go. Hot. Yeah. Pretty nice. good, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's Anywho. it for anyway. recommendations. All right. Well, uh, what, if anything, have we learned? Oh I've learned, learned that cell phones have ruined movies. It, yes. Not just in the audience sense, but also in the plot sense. Yeah. Yes. Get both. cell phones out of movies. You're right. Uh, I learned that the U.S. standard measurement system is terrible. Yes, it mm-hmm. is. Uh, I learned that I'm ashamed to die until I have achieved some victory for humanity. <laughs> I've learned that uh, there is such a thing as a terrible McMuffin, apparently. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wrote shitty, Mc, shitty McGuffin attorney at law. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote uh, Pizza Hut doesn't want you to enjoy their pizza, actually. No, they don't. No. I learned I, I learned exactly what Hans is doing on the roof. <laughs> what are you doing on the roof, Hans? What are you doing on the reef, Hans? Hans Grouper. <laughs> I learned that murder is slippy. <laughs> yeah. Murder is slippy. I, I learned that uh, Antioch College is definitely not fucking around. <laughs> no, they are not. I learned that girls can be shooty gun action heroes, too. Ah, mm. true, true. I learned that Chris's favorite trope is the McMuffin. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. Naturally. Uh, I wrote Maximum Overdink. (laughs) Maximum Overdink. Yes. I learned that once you get two monitors, you'll get diabetes. (laughs) Diabetes. Diabetes. Uh, I learned that we are here to fart directly into your ears, and you are welcome. Uh, The last thing that I wrote is Warwick Davis was all of the Ewoks. That's canon. They're That's all canon. Warwick That's Davis. Canon. They're all Warwick Davis. Every single one of yeah. them is Warwick Davis. Well, all right. I think this was a productive episode. Oh, man, a lot yeah. of farts on this episode. Yeah, so many hot, beefy, <laughs> yeah. steamy, 
and vibrating farts. <laughs> not wet. No, not wet. Not wet. Um, Steamy. Dry, boisterous tuba farts. Like a like a hot spring wind rippling through but my asshole. <laughs> but not wet. Not wet. Yeah. Not drippy. Old drippy. So uh so until next time, keep your eyes open. Uh, uh, try to try to ignore the fact that we've just spoiled. Uh, you just don't get it, do you? Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, God, look for it. No, fuck look it. For it. Look for You're it. not going to be able to help looking for yeah. it. You it's just... gonna it's gonna show up everywhere. Morty. Morty, you still don't get it, do you? <laughs> you just don't get it, do you? <laughs> look at you. You still don't understand <laughs> what's happening here. <laughs> oh, what a horrible trope. <laughs> It's yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Take care. Next week we come back and drug. Ah, fuck. We'll be hosting. All right. Morty. Morty. Have a fucking good ladies and gents. Yes. See you next week with another episode of the Three Dudes Podcast. Morty. Three Dudes Podcast. Baby. Baby. Uh Morty. (laughs) 